Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse episode 191. This is a DC Comics podcast and I am Peter of course. Joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? Why is Connor here? Liar? Did Connor say that in the show last week? That I wasn't... said I might not be. Okay. I, I didn't say I wouldn't oh. be. I couldn't remember if that was on the show or just afterwards when you told us. No, no, it might have been on the show. It, it, it was either show. before or on, not after, but I did say might. I love the idea of it been after the show, though, and Matt just shouting, Why is Connor here? Liar! And the, the one at home has context uh, for that. As, as politicians in this country have taught me, that's how you conduct business. You just yell at each other. That's it. And so you don't listen when the other up. team's talking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so... There we go. Uh, uh, so yeah, we talk about DC Comics. Coming up on this week's show, we have a healthy dose of books, uh, you might say. Uh, we have Wonder Woman 750. That's only 96 pages. Uh, <laughs> we have Batman 87, Superman 19, Batman Superman number 6, Year of the Villain, Hell Risen issue 2, Shazam issue 10, Batgirl 43, Metal Men number 4, Wonder Twins number 11, Far Sector issue 3, Batman Curse of the White Knight number 6, and finally Basketful of Heads number 4. That's 12 damn books. Did you count Wonder Woman as 1 or 5? One one for now, but... Also, Pete said 96 pages, but I just skipped the Orlando stuff because I'm not reading that. So did I. So it was... It was much yeah. less than 96 pages. It, yeah, I, that was like almost like a full issue's worth, uh, that Orlando yeah. part, so that, so that, that cut one, it down I, I just did the, I didn't even realize. I just almost, thought, go, go, go. Like, like an anniversary size issue, so like, it was a little bit more than average, but uh, I could have just been through the art. I didn't really look, because I wasn't reading. I, I just, it felt like it was cutting about 20 or so pages from the it, start. Uh, I've, I've just counted them, it was a full 22 for there all you that go. stuff. So, yeah. There you go. So it was like 70 pages of stuff to read uh, for us. Um, that's I was intrigued by Silencer popping up in there. I'm like, oh, what's Silencer doing in this book? I'm curious. Not curious enough to go back and read it, but curious all the same. <laughs> uh, so that's all the books that are coming up <laughs> in this uh, in this uh, in this episode. So that is cool. I will remind you actually that we recently started previously in the multiverse. I'm just I'm just going to say this because episode two just came out this week uh, with me and Connor doing these classic runs of DC shows. Uh, and to remind all of our patrons, especially the ones in particular at five dollars and up, or if you want to join up, uh, it does just time left to vote you've got until the end of the month to vote on what that sixth book is going to be it's four superman options uh shorter runs and uh, stories uh, that we'll do in that sixth slot so uh, make sure you go vote for your patron at five dollars or up uh so you got till the end of january um so yeah people seem to be liking that though had some nice comments back for it which is cool um but we're here to talk about new comics and we're here to talk about comics news before we get to the news though we do have uh some comic sales redux from last week to discuss I just threw something on my screen. You might have missed it because it was small. <laughs> we don't have time for this shit today. We got like. I got a hard out, Pete. <laughs> I'm only kidding. There's no comics news. Uh, there's comics sales. Uh... <laughs> no, see, I thought he was doing. Oh, there's no comics news, and he was going to jump straight to sales. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I was simply, I was simply trying to get a reaction, mainly out of Matt. Uh, it worked. It did work. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my miniature Mjolnir. Uh, upstairs <laughs> and use it to threaten. It's <laughs> coming out the window. It's coming for you, Pete. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll have comic sales again next month, Matt. I know you're excited about them. Uh, they'll be back in nope. February for January's figures. Um, I'm missing that week. <laughs> well, you never know what week it's going to be because as uh, it's been pointed out to me online, 
whenever if, if, if marvel or dc yeah. have got the top if, if marvel's number one it's like two weeks earlier than normal if marvel isn't like a number one they demand a recount so we get it later in the month it's yeah. weird Oh, yeah, they're really petty about it. Yeah, and sure enough, this this month, uh, you know, for December, Marvel weren't number one. So the actual month's sales, because remember last week I said we we did them anyway because we had the uh, the years list to go through, so we could sort of get the top bunch of them anyway. But the actual full list didn't come out till this week, and that is because uh, Doomsday Clock was number one. It wasn't Marvel, so uh, there you go. So we'll see. We'll see. So if it's if it's not there for week two, it means that Marvel weren't number one, and they're unhappy about it. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so we had a couple of quick bits of news, nothing too serious, just a few little delays in an art exchange, and then Connor said he had something on Twitter that he wanted to share as well. I don't know if he found yeah. it though. Yeah, uh, I did. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Uh, so first up is Superman Heroes number one. This is the one shot that has a story from each of the, the Superman book writers, and that includes Lois and Jimmy in there. Uh, that was supposed Lois, to come Jimmy, out. Supergirl, Superman. That's correct. Uh, so that was uh, going to be out on uh, the end of this month. That was going to be out on 29th of January. Instead, it's been pushed a couple of weeks back to February 19th. So not a huge delay. Um, it is interesting, though, that there was actually a, a little tease for some of the stuff in this in this uh-huh. week's Superman issue. So uh, and not even in that respect, but it, it, it'll actually kind of be around the same time as the next issue of Superman. So it might still get to read it first, actually. Uh, so not a big deal, uh, all things considered. Nope. Uh, so yeah, it's February 19th, that's coming now. And then after that, uh, another Bendis book, amusingly. Maybe maybe Bendis is uh, <laughs> the reason for this, since it's two books it's affecting. Uh, but Legion of Superheroes number four has been pushed back a couple of weeks as well. Uh, it was making out on February 5th, and it's now coming out on February 19th. So it's moved from week one to week three. Uh, yeah, both on the same day now. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Superman and uh, Legion are both out on the same day. So we're going to have a big Bendis week, Matt, next, next month. Uh, so Connor, you can probably take that off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of is talk, lots of sales talk. It's going to be a great week three next next month. Aren't solicits often on week three now as well? It depends. It depends how the, how the weeks fall. Okay. Depends how they fall. Because uh, DCs are actually a bit earlier now because they hit that Friday now instead of the Monday. So, uh, which, uh, for, which for us is a, is a week early because we record on a Saturday. So, uh, uh, and then the next little delay we've got is one that we've not actually been reading but worth mentioning Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds issue 7 has been pushed back four weeks so a full month it was meant to be January 29th and will now be on February 26th so yeah I think that's just because it's the final issue uh, of that mm. book um, and that uh, especially with the, the, the first title of it you know uh, the, the one without the subtitle that, uh, that ran before was plagued by delays where the last few issues of that were like a year late yeah yeah, I mean, at least this is only a month, and because it is the final issue, it doesn't. It's not pushing anything else back after it, so it's not like, just the trade. Yeah, I'll do it with the trade, sure. Well, yeah. I said the trade's so far later no, with no, DC the, anyway. The, the trade's pushing back a month as well. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. well, fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's the delays, and then artist change uh, on Batman eighty nine. If this is changing from Gale and March, then it's the best news I've ever heard. <laughs> yep, and and it is. Yep. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, a, Carlos it's not, it's not the entire. Yeah, yeah, sorry, not, Car- not the entirety though. Carlo no. Pugliese has stepped in to be lead artist of February nineteenth, Batman eighty nine. Uh, the solicited artist Gil March will still draw a portion of the book. Uh, that's unfortunate, uh, <laughs> but hey, their two styles are gonna clash so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm just gonna pag, uh, pag the Deathstroke versus Batman arc yep. on priests, 
And that was, you know, what you expect out of a Batman book with the clean lines and the... Very you know. stylish. On, honestly, yeah. the best case scenario here is March is just doing a little Joker backup. Yep. Yeah, like the first issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because obviously Gellar March did this week's issue of Batman, so we only had one issue of Tony Daniel doing the main story, and I felt that hit. So yeah. <laughs> we could... to be fair, that is as it was always solicited, but it's still incredibly disappointing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that was a change. I'm just saying that it was it was rough. It was a rough transition. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all I've got. What's the Twitter thing? So this was interesting. So I just saw a tweet uh, as I was scrolling through from someone. It just said, DC pleading with Morrison to write another ongoing for them, only to, at the tail end of his planned story, cut off the final four issues, is com- is the, the perfect illustration of how DC handles Morrison's work in general. Uh, and I was like, you know, what? Because I wasn't seeing any news articles about it. Joe, it's funny, actually, is I saw this as well, and I went looking to find a news article about it earlier in the week. I'd forgotten about it because yeah. it's been a few days. I couldn't but... find the news article. The only reason I'm giving this legitimacy is because Liam Sharp responded to it mm-hmm. and is like, hey, no, it's, it's not going to be depressing. It'll, it'll, it'll be magnificent, I promise. So, it, you know, and I think he talked about it in an interview somewhere, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is kind of weird that, like, because this was originally, I think it was supposed to be two or three seasons, 12 issues long, uh, with the first and last of each season to be oversized. Oh, yeah, I'd never heard of uh, third, th- or sorry, three seasons, but I mean, I certainly assumed that season two was going to 12 issues again. I'm pretty sure that was th- what the plan was. Uh, it was definitely the plan, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and they've I cut would... it down to eight now, so. Yeah, I think I, think I did hear they, they originally cut it down to 10, then gave him the two back to 12, and then <laughs> slashed it down to eight. So it's been all this over is... the place, from what I can tell. This is just how uh, Morrison works, because he's using sacred numbers. I can guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is a weird one, you know, just from a personal standpoint, just because, you know, I, I've not been reading it, and Morrison's very hitting this with me. That said, I don't want necessarily, I don't want him in DC to have bad blood where he feels pissed off that... You know, they've, no. they've pushed him around. It's bad enough they have Alan Moore cursing them. They don't need two sorcerers <laughs> doing this. Can you imagine if they teamed up? So oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it is shitty, even though if it means I'm getting a good Green Lantern book back again soon, I guess uh, sooner than we would have. Then I mean, there's, there's a silver a, lining. Yeah, just a Green Lantern book I want to read. Yes. I think the, the thing is. There's nothing stopping them doing that alongside... Oh, no, I agree. The, the fact that they've, they've avoided doing other Green Lantern books, with the exception of Far Sector, which is kind of its own little thing over somewhere else, yeah. uh, is, but is stupid, but whatever. And as, as good as Far Sector has been, it's not my flavor of Green Lantern, right? It's like, it's I can a... drink Sprite, but I prefer Coke. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, I, mean, no, I mean, I'm enjoying Far Sector, but it's not yeah. filling the void of having a Jessica it's, Cruz book or having a Hal Jordan a, book or having it's a... It's not a traditional Green Lantern book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it is interesting, given all the all the rumours of, uh, you know, the, the Green Lantern in, in Far Sector becoming the next kind of main Lantern that we follow. Which I'm okay with that. If that's what they do with it, then... But yeah, I'm yeah. assuming that once that book happens in the main DCU, it'll feel more like a Green Lantern book and less like this little I would separate thing. so, yeah. Um... So, and even then, I, I still want more than one Green Lantern book. There's so many characters from Green Lantern now that I mm-hmm. want to have around. I definitely need at least it's, a couple of books. Uh, yeah, I don't know why we don't have two at all times. A core book yeah. and then focus on one or two individuals. Well, yeah, there's, there's that thread from last week that, that I don't know who found first. You were, you were Pete, where someone made, you know, pick one, you know, on uh, Twitter. Yeah, Pete found it. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was, you know, pick a Green Lantern story. And it was like Blackest Night and Sinestro Corps and... I forget some of the other ones, but Secret Origin. Yeah, and and I, I had picked Sinestro Core Award mainly because of Tomasi's Green Lantern core book at that time. Blackest like, Night as... for Life. <laughs> nah. 
as as good as Blackest Night is, I, I prefer Sinestro Core War. But like the fact that you had all these other characters doing other things, and then you had Hal and Sinestro having their fight in the yeah. main book, I, I like that balance. Oh yeah, I'm mean, don't get me wrong. As, as, as much as I Joy. like enough characters that I could th- I mean theoretically I, I if they were all good I would read a Hal book a Kyle book a Jessica book uh, you know a John book I don't think the market's there to support single titles for all those characters though but I do think you love someone out Connor yeah <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's obviously we had four books for a long time during the which was too many two. which I think was and too many was. honestly I think yeah. the biggest problem is how interconnected they were like it was you'd finish one crossover you'd have like three months and then you were back into another crossover. Yeah, no, that was annoying. I feel yeah. like they just need to be separate books and do their own thing. You have a crossover once in a while, don't be wrong, that's fine, but let and them breathe on the road. They started pulling Supergirl in as a Red Lantern and, you know, they just, it was a lot of Green Lantern at a time. Two is was. good. The market was, you know, let Morrison do his and then let's let's have the other characters. Like, yeah, I don't well, understand why we like, had to cancel Green Lanterns to do the Hal Jordan book. Uh, you know what I mean? It makes no sense. No, leave, leave Hal doing his own thing with Morrison. That's fine. Right. And then have someone else do literally any other Lantern. <laughs> do the whole lot if they want. Just do a big core book and rotate through them. Do yeah, whatever you I, want. Honestly, I, I think uh, a Green Lantern style book, a uh, Green Lantern core book is really what I'm saying here. And the style of something like JSA where you do focus on one, one of them from time to time, but for the most part it's an ensemble, right? I think that's what you kind of want. And then, if you want a solo book for one of them, you know, outside of that, whether it be Hal or whoever, then fine, sure. You know, do, do whatever yeah. you really do. But... Or even just a mini. Like, I'm fine with a mini, a six-issue jaunt. Like, how many was that John Stewart, um, oh, God, when he was uh, Mosaic? Was that, like, was that 12 issues? Uh, I think so. Because I know there's a mini. Something like that, right? Honestly, a little... Even even what Morrison's doing technically is yeah. twelve issue maxis. You can cut it off. Right. Okay, right. Okay, so we do twelve issues for Morrison on Hal, and then you give someone else twelve issues to do. I, know, I, I think they want. that's okay. I think you have a main Green Lantern book that's everyone, and it's more of an ensemble, and then you have rotating minis or maxis for you know individual. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuff. I, I was yeah. doing that alongside the main book because, you know, you know I. I I'm enjoying Green Lantern. I'm obviously the only, the only one here who is enjoying this book, but I still want another one as well. Like, you know, I like having variety. It's, it's why, like, uh, right now I'm not reading Detective, but I'm enjoying Batman. Sure, it'd be nice to have both, but at least I've got one. I uh, do. It's the same with Green Lantern. There's no reason why we can't have both. It's weird. It's weird. It's so weird to me that they haven't really tried all that much since the start of Rebirth for all the good choices they made early on. And, you know, they've not made all horrible choices mm-hmm. since, but like, it's weird to me that. They've not really tried that much to do, like, certainly since uh, we switched to Morrison's Green Lantern to A, either have a second Green Lantern book of some kind, or with the Flash have another Flash book of some kind. Because we, we, we were begging for a Wally book for a long time. We were begging for a, a Speed Force and then, book. Whatever. I mean, technically we do have a second Flash book right now. Oh, we have many, yeah, but... <laughs> but like... I know, I know. I just want to point out that, that by, defini- by definition, fits into what we're asking to with Green Lantern. Yeah, but that's, this is... This is that old Twilight Zone or, or the, the Richard Kelly movie, The Box, right? You push that button and you don't know what bad thing is going to happen. 
you know, we pushed the button and then we got bad things with Wally. Yeah. Well, so, I, I think with Flash, though, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thinking of a second ongoing. Just because there's so many characters in... Because you think of Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Batman has so many characters now who have justified themselves enough to have their own books. We have Batgirl, we have Nightwing, and I know Nightwing's in a bit of a weird place right now, but, you know, we have... We had Batwoman for a while. We've got all these other things. Um, it's so weird to me that Flash and Green Lantern, yeah. with the, the character families that they both have now... Um, that unlike Superman and Batman, they don't seem to get as much love when it comes to having some of these other characters get their own books for a while, if not ongoing. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's uh, weird. I was I was venting to my wife thing stuff because she wore one of my old shirts to go pick up breakfast this morning, and someone complimented because I had Nightwing on it. Like it was a mm. you know it's like a grid of superheroes, and and they're all DC and, and stuff. And I go, hey, you want to know the indication of my comics in 2020? Uh, Superman is no longer Clark Kent, secret identity. Like, they're just one and the same, and everybody knows now. Dick Grayson is Rick Grayson. Wally West murdered a bunch of people and has PTSD. <laughs> I am defending Batman uh, to Mario <laughs> in, a, in a Facebook message, right, uh, where he said it had too much because Batman. I couldn't believe that I was defending it because um, I really liked that first hide-in issue. And, and yeah, that's, that's Bats 2020 right now. Um, 2020 is off to a weird start. That's that is for sure. No. Uh, we're in a post Doomsday Clock world, um, and we we're looking for and, this new light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and and I want to clarify about the Superman thing. I'm not upset about him, right? It's it's fine in the story. I just don't like change. It's just as unusual. A, yeah, as as a you know comics fan my age, I don't like change. I, well, I know some <laughs> of the younger generations are are perfectly okay with it. Um, I, I don't like it. So, right. well, yeah. I mean, I'll get to my thoughts on because obviously this is the first Superman issue this yep. week that's like post the change as it's you know post mm-hmm. everyone knows who he is now so now now we're actually exploring yeah. it so we'll we'll dive into that when we get to the book but um you know it's just it's weird some of the weird things they they green light for series you know the green light you know inferior five which get demoted from 12 to six issues after a couple came out um in a six issue amethyst book no problem yeah, yeah. even even something like metal men which i'm enjoying and obviously I, I mean the only reason why metal men's actually gonna last 12 issues because diddy was the one who's doing it like diddy could basically give himself a, a pass book anyway to be honest but yeah that's 12 well, that's yeah, 12 oh yeah. jesus okay yeah it's um, only because it's didio yeah and, and then yeah and then you get to this issue and you find out oh yeah this is full diddio um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, but like, I, I'm okay with them making like these big changes comics need that and stuff, but you know, I, I don't know. Um, it's just weird. And again, as a comic fan that grew up in the era that I did, I like the things that I like. I, I like the reboots and the, you know, the Jeff Johns retcons and whatnot. So, yeah, I think, it, yeah. I think the thing is, it's just weird how, experimental and versatile DC are willing to be. Look at the yeah. entire Hill House line, um, yeah. most of the comics line, you know, Far Sector, uh, and, you know, and we're talking yeah. about Metal Men. No, they make good decisions. Uh, the uh, yeah, there's, yeah. The, there's good decisions, but they're, they're balanced out with these weird... And even, it's not even that they're, they're always bad decisions, they're just really weird decisions that don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think what's funny about this uh, Green Lantern thing, though, is that it reminds me of Batman Inc., where New 52 was coming, and all of a sudden, like Morrison's whole final endgame plan had to be like you know contorted to, and. To be yeah. fair, they did just go fine. Just do more Batman Inc. and just pretend right. it's in whatever continuity you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they did it, that, it, but it, it, the it, fact the fact that they had to make that choice and he had to do it in that weird way was all in and of itself a problem. Yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like Jack and Lost, right? I want to go back to that era because I really <laughs> liked what was going on then. 
<laughs> you know. We're, and then again here we're round up to five because I, I assume the reason why this is being cut off at eight issues which maybe gives us an indication of when 5G stuff's really going to start to sprinkle in well eight issues I mean that'll bring us to late summer right yeah, yeah, yeah. What, was, what was this month's issue like two one no we're still on the black star three oh, are we? I think is this week oh, so it's starting next it's month like next year I think, I think it's starting uh, February or March is the first issue I think Right, so that yeah, takes us up to August, September yeah, then. Yeah. Um, and we were hearing about that, you know, uh, that that uh, event that was kind of going to derail everything while while they get everything ready for 5G. So I think at their lead start, we talked about that a few weeks ago, and how that was pushed back from summer. So, I mean, that kind of lines up. Yeah, yeah. So we're thinking September, October might have this weird little mini event to tide us over. Although hopefully it'll feel more important and less bullshit like Convergence did. Uh, it almost certainly won't but let's hope anyway. Well, I don't know, because this... This feels more like a planned thing in advance, because they actually wanted... Like, the, the thing with them moving offices felt just so haphazard and thrown together just for the you know, sake of having something. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hope is here that this is actually a little bit more, you know... relevant. <laughs> at, the, at the very least, better. Like, hire someone who's not, you know, shit to do it, <laughs> please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even if even if it's just a standalone fun rob, get, just have it be someone who's got a good idea just to run with a wacky story for a couple months. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, that's going to be a depressing couple months on the show. Wouldn't be the first time. We've had yeah. we've had de- depressing periods in the past. Maybe not on this show specifically, but oh, yeah, I wouldn't say because I mean at least in this show, even when things aren't necessarily you know amazing all the time, there's still good books sort of in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've had any true dark periods yet. My, um, my hope with those that period is okay. They want everything kind of on hiatus while they do. Okay, we'll, we'll do this event. Everything on hiatus for mainline, so we can come back strong with five G. My hope is that we'll still have like Black Label and maybe some Hill House stuff mm. going alongside it to kind of keep yeah, us going. Yeah, yeah, that may, that might be nice. Yeah, um, worth mentioning. This is all still rumors. They're nothing, you know, locked in stone yet. So. Mm. worth mentioning that uh, just in case none of this actually happens at all and in a couple of months time we just literally we're talking about nonsense uh so yeah well without further ado i think we'll get into this week's books because we have a lot to get through and the first book in particular has a lot in it so uh we'll start this week with the big milestone issue wonder woman issue 750 legacy numbering for life uh we we will work our way through uh, normally i tell you the creators at the start but because this has a bunch of stories with different creators we'll just you know discuss them as we go and let's see if pete remembers to do them all this time um every depend- time there's one of these books he forgets one or two of them especially if the credits are at the end yeah 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 um i don't know i don't really care if i do or don't know i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm making no promises about this but do you know what i'll just tell you them all now because there's, there's, there's a there's a table of contents <laughs> page so i'll, yeah. I'll just do them That's there. What I, was, I was waiting for him to see that i know then, Me then too. Found it. yeah uh so the first story which we will not talk about none of us read i don't think was a steve no. orlando story because it's the finale of the current uh, books like ongoing story uh so um i'll admit skimming through as i was getting to the, the you know the, the next story i will say the art at least look quite nice from jesus marino and i was like ah miss wonder mm-hmm. woman <laughs> uh, a little bit a yeah. little bit 
But uh, there we have from Small Things Mama from Gail Simone uh, writing with Colleen Duran on art. And then we're going to have the interrogation from Mariko Tamaki writing and Alina Casagranda on art. Uh, Never Changes by Greg Rucker with art by Nicholas Scott. Oh, baby. We'll talk about that one. Uh, to Leave Paradise by Cami Garcia uh, with art by Phil Hester. Then we have Emergency Visit with Sharon Hale and Dean Hale writing with Riley Rosmo on art. Uh, to Me is The Bombshells One written by Margaret Bennett with art by Laura Braga. Always is Vita Alea uh, writing with uh, Amanke Nehilpin uh, on art. And then we have The Final Story, which is A Brave New World, uh, written by Scott Snyder and art by Brian Hitch. So there's the creative. In case I forget, I'm probably mention as we go anyway, but I'll just in case I forget any later. That's your, your creative teams. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm just skimming through this first story because it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do we feel about this as a, as a total issue, though, as like an anniversary kind of big milestone um, issue? I feel like oh, it's kind of hit or miss. I don't know if because I don't have the attachment to Wonder Woman like I did even for, for Batman with Detective yeah. and Superman, definitely for Action 1000. However, like, the Bombshell story made me want to go back and revisit Bombshells. It's real good. I'd never read that. Yeah. And I, and I like the vibe of that story. Um well, yeah, we'll get to that. Obviously, I, I think it is because yeah. obviously a lot of these are like continuations of past stories. Like, like you know, Rucker's very much is a mm-hmm. continuation of his yeah. work. Gail well, Simone's is a continuation of hers. Bombshells is you know, bombshells. Yeah, yeah, we got we got some obviously pinups here or there as well as we go. Um, yeah. uh, the uh, Travis that, um, Moore one in particular yeah, is quite nice. Moore, it reminds me of a of a Star Wars poster. Like, I can uh, see that. Who's that? Sure. Who's that painter? Uh, I can't remember. It's like it. Drew something. Streisen. Streisen. Thank yeah. you. Struzen. Yeah. It's a, it, it looks like this is a Drew Struzen for the for the movie. Yeah. Like, I can see it. I, I, I like it a lot. Now, I will give bonus points to anyone because the first story is the Gil Simone one with the little kid who does the, yeah. has the flowers powers. Yeah. Um, this was a short story in another uh, 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 like anthology issue and I can't for the life of me remember what, what the book was. But it was something we've read in this show. Mm. was it yeah because they introduced like her having these powers uh this is a direct sequel to that, a short story that simone did for another big issue um i don't know if it was um I, it may have been like a wonder woman special maybe like the first couple of years of rebirth or it may have been uh one of their holiday specials i'm not sure but it was one one we read on this show because that's the only reason why i know who this character is because i immediately went hey this Dave. was simone's last thing the debut I'm looking was for it. wonder woman's 75th anniversary special in december 2016 there you yeah. go. I do not remember that issue, to be honest with you. No. I remember the story. I remember this being there. She I, made her I, debut and big things one day come from the 75th, like Connor just said. Um, oh, man, I might have to go read those. Titano's in it. <laughs> you Are you read sure it? we did this on the show? Yeah, I don't we did. remember it. I don't think we did. I don't think so, because this does not seem... We absolutely maybe, did. Maybe Pete just read it. I didn't. We did this on the show. <laughs> I didn't read this, Pete, so maybe I wasn't there for that. Yeah, I don't recognize any of these stories. Uh-uh. Oh my god. Do I have to go find the timestamps for an episode in 2016 to prove that this was on the show? Please do. You, by or all you means, try. You can just believe us. Because he didn't, do, Pete, he didn't, didn't find the one maybe me you did. Week. Yeah. Alright, well you two talk about this story. I'm going to go find these timestamps. I'm, I'm, so, <laughs> when was this? When, when, when was this? December 2016, December according 2016. to the wiki. Uh, well, no, cover date December 2016. Alright, so October. Really October-ish then, alright. 
I'm on it. I'm on. I'm on the on the case. I think I would have remembered the one woman uh, in conversation with Greg Rucka, art by Liam Sharp. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> Maybe you guys did. I did not. I, yeah, I don't remember it at all either, Matt. I, I, but I mean, it was years ago. Who cares? I care because you're, you're disputing so in me. The story, in the story, this this girl with flower powers, uh, her name's Peony, um, she saves people from a fire, and one woman comes to help her, and um, she basically, you know, is like, I want to be a hero just like you. You do the right thing no matter what. Um, and then Wonder Woman's like, well, you also inspire me because you're you're still fresh and new. And um, they invite her, the girl's parents invite her to like a picnic outside. And then uh, as she's bonding with the parents over like, you know, you have a very special child. Maybe um, don't let her go join the Teen Titans. They're a bunch of dicks. Yeah, like you know, let let her be a kid. Like yes, she wants to use her power. And the parents are like, I don't know if we have. The decision because she wants to do this. This is who she was even before she had her powers. And uh, then Hippolyta shows up. I'm going to uh, jump in here. Oh, you can pause your, your thing for a second. Yeah. Episode 23. It is timestamped. Okay. It, it was the same week as Wonder Woman issue 9, 75th anniversary special issue 1. We did it on the show. I, do you know what? I remember reading the Rooker thing now, now that I think about it because it's out in the desert. I don't remember reading the rest of the issue. Yeah, because I think that's when the 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 name of the lasso got changed to the Golden Perfect. Yeah, right. I remember. I remember them being out in the desert. I remember that. I don't remember the rest of the issue. Maybe, maybe we just did that story. Well, I don't. Re- no, we did the whole thing. Like, I don't remember the rest of the story. I could have told you about this before I read this, but as soon as I saw this little kid, I was like, "Oh, I remember the story." This was on oh, one of know. these other hey. things. Anyways. Oh, so Hippolyta shows I'm up. I'm right. The, You're both wrong. I'm right. Can't. Just accept it, right? We can move Dee, on now. I'm going to tell you. I didn't read that story. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you because I don't remember this girl. It's the first time I've ever seen her. Ever. I don't remember at all. So maybe you just read the whole thing. But maybe we cherry picked. Yeah. You keep driving this. I'm going to play the goddamn thing back on this show and find out. If I hear you talking about this, Matt, if I play this back and you're giving your opinion on these stories, <laughs> okay, well, well they, they weren't memorable enough for me the, to remember them. It was the last story in the book, according to the wiki. So, get to the end of the conversation. All right, hold on, so, hold on, so, right? So, uh, it was I mean, uh, assuming for, the wiki the had the listeners, about 15 yeah, minutes in. For, for, the, right. for the viewers yes. um, and listeners, I will keep going with this story like, in the current timeline. <laughs> exactly. Right, update, update. Uh, Connor wasn't here on this episode. Yes! <laughs> See, but Matt's here. Screw you! But Matt's here. Yep. <laughs> Matt's here. I, I will accept your apology now, Pete. Yeah. Never. I'll tell you, I'm pretty sure you read this and I was like, Pete, I'm not reading this. And the way it worked with the art. Yeah, man. There's a two-page story life and that she is such a warrior, but at the same time, it, sa- oh. it sounds like Matt read this. He's given his opinions on various stories. Can you believe we're still on the first goddamn story of this book? Hey, we can move on. We can move on. I'm just, I was not accepting this. I was not accepting we hadn't done this because I knew I was right. Oh, I didn't do this. <laughs> Fine. Cora didn't do this. Cora wasn't here. Yeah, Wonder Woman has mac and cheese. The end. That was it. <laughs> and then her shark dies. Oh, yeah. yeah or or Megalodon shark died. Yeah. 
Yeah, also Mo gave her a megalodon like that she she bonded with like most yeah people would bond with a, a dog or a cat. Which that I thought was a that's thing cool. I think in her run because I've have heard was it before. Yeah. Gotcha. So she she comes over to know that you know the the shark died, um, and then she you know Wonder Woman goes to the roof. The girl comes up and and gives her a special flower that's you know uh, that she, she names she Big Sister. Yeah, she claims it's in her colors, but. But right. that's that's more orange than red, and I'm not I'm not having it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if you make it red, yellow, and blue, it's too much like Superman. <laughs> like, yeah, gotta, show yeah. show me the orange on one woman. Out the yeah. orange stands um, in for gold all the time. It's just it's a yeah. stand in. There's yellow there as well for the gold. Well, yeah, but then nice. it's Superman colors. It's just to differentiate that spite. And then uh, and then we get two two pinups of, of by Liam Sharp, which that looks phenomenal. And and then the okay. Pacino. Which, is uh, which I I need this as a poster like this. It's all has, got has Diana on the Amazons. Yeah. Travis Moore is still winning for me at this point out uh, of the pinups. I'm going with okay. Pacino so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then we get to a story that I really really liked: the interrogation with uh, Tamaki and yeah. If they want to, if they want to give Tamaki the ongoing book, I mean, I'm please. Has, has Tamaki done much Wonder Woman? I feel like I'm no, not. No, no, she's done, yeah. su- she done Supergirl being super, and obviously yeah. I've also loved X23 by her, but mm-hmm. uh, th- this is the not, first not time. Too much. Yeah, I think she's done like small stuff like this, but yeah. I don't know if, yeah. if she's done other. It's the first time um, I remember her rating Wonder Woman. Or, yeah. or, oh, sure. Yeah, well, or if they wanted to give her a, a black label light being super, but for Wonder Woman, I think that, not, not to do the origin or anything again, but that same kind of vibe. Of of her and, and modern society and and whatnot, um, I think that'd be cool. But no, this story um, is is uh, Diana looks like she's being interrogated and uh, they're they're really pressing her on if she did the right thing or not. Right, running in like maybe your presence caused more yeah, trouble. They're kind of, I mean, I almost felt they were accusing her at one point of like yeah. uh, like almost causing things so she could be a hero. Yeah. Like you know, she's like yeah. she was she's always there early because she's she's yeah. you know what she wants these things to happen so she can play hero. But right. the twist of the the story is that um, this is actually Ares and it's actually him that's being interrogated because it turns out yeah. to be a simulation and then Ares realizes that he's in this uh, you know yeah. digital you know was, prison. And he tries to attack her, which. I really like this pivot that they've made from Wonder Woman. That when when I started reading comics, she was very much the the joyful warrior that carried a sword, right? And 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 that's a cool vibe. But lately, they've they've had her drop her sword, and she has a shield and a lasso, and she's much more of, of a defender than than like a, an attacker. And yeah. here, I liked it here that that she doesn't really fight with Ares as much as you know. Basically, ropes and dopes him, has him punch it, himself it, out. It, uh, it reminds me of the the diplomat Diana. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think they're uh, they're losing the sword and shield. No, I'm not gonna say permanently, but they're not in the book. Nope. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's this weird coincidental timing with the movie where yeah. she hasn't got them in that either. Um, right. but, but, but seems to have just I, I come like about that. organically. And I like that if if we're going with this new timeline of Wonder Woman, like even in the movie where she's seen what weapons do, right? Like mankind at their worst, and she doesn't want to add to it. So one, you know, she decides to take the the noble warrior path. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but no, and I yeah, I thought this was a, a lot of fun. I like the 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 Casa Grande art. I'm trying to find out what else Casa Grande's been in that I remember. Yeah, we've definitely um, read. Oh yeah, she's definitely before. done stuff. Yeah. Uh, was, but since we're I the show. really think that 
her style fits fits Wonder Woman a lot. Like I the beginning of the story. Aries. Yeah, well, the, the side profile of Diana looked a little wonky at first, but um, other than that, sure. her, it, it looks good. Like sure. the expressions and layouts and stuff. But what do you say, Pete? What I'd say about this story is I actually, ultimately, when I got to the end of it, I didn't think the story itself actually amounted to much. But I enjoyed no. reading it the entire time because mm-hmm. A, the art was good, but B, because I felt like the voices for the characters and the way that this, the dialogue it, was paced felt really mm-hmm. good and natural. So it made me want to market to write a lot of wonder. Even though I don't think this story, you know, this, 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 this suffers from the, you've got, you know, six to ten pages in an anniversary issue and you, you don't really have much time. So you, you essentially don't have much of an actual progression to do. You have like one little yeah. twist and that's basically it. Um, yeah. And it didn't really feel. Good. I think there's very few in this this issue that kind of rose above being like a little spotlight thing beyond yeah. and actually told a story. And yeah, yeah. And that that's my big issue with this was as a tie is that's what I meant why I don't have that same connection to to Wonder Woman like I do to Batman and Superman, which kind of sucks just because the character's been so up and down since I've been reading comics. Mm. Um, and but yeah, um, and here I mean here it mimics that I feel a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but after that, you have the the Jose Luis Garcia Lopez uh, pinup, which is pretty good. I like how how sturdy Diana looks here. Like it's, it's I always, yeah. yeah, I like. <laughs> I love, oh no, I love that. I love she looks so sturdy. I love it. <laughs> she does. Like it, it reminds me of Darwin Cooks in uh, New Frontier. How when she stands up and she's taller well, than Superman. See, see when uh, you know? see if someone's not sturdy. Does that mean you can just walk up and like push them and they'll fall over? But if you try and if you try and push Diana though, she'll just yeah. like, no, I'm sturdy. Like, well, if you try and push yeah, exactly. Diana, she's just not gonna move. And then no, true, exactly. Pick you it's up like, and yeah, move you. Yeah, and that's oh. what I mean. Like I've seen some versions of Wonder Woman where she looks like like a bikini model. I'm like, yeah, that's not really what warriors are shaped like. Like this, I buy her, you know. Here, leading an army and as as worth mentioning, though, that this uh, pinup does have the sword and the shield. I mean, I know it's a pinup yeah. in that story, but some of the pinups do. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of pinups do. I think they're just yeah. uh, whatever, just random pinups. Yeah, yeah. So, you got, even, even some of the stories have them. Yeah, you got evilly after this. Yeah, that does not. That was pretty cool though too, because it has like, it's like a collage of, of great moments. Like mm. they, she even put in the what looks like the trench scene from the movie, right up at yeah. the corner. And then, like all the all the little girls in the the Wonder Woman garb, uh, it's real cool. Um, yeah, I like it. It's really different to all the other pinups. Yeah, it is, uh, and just the way that it's it's sepia toned, and then her colors real pop, really pop on there. Yeah. Yeah, and then we and, get to the probably the main event of the book. Uh, yeah, which yeah is, I was just gonna this, say this story takes place later. Yes. Yep. It just, it just says later. That was very vague, yeah. Uh, and it's basically Diana's getting Cersei to, to do something. We don't know what yet. And uh, she's like, well, I, I want payment. And she's like, I can pay you. No, I want something personal. And, you know, Diana's going to give her the lasso. She wants the lasso. She wants the perfect. And we find out that this is actually to basically save Cheetah. This is to bring Barbara Ann back. Yep. She's going to give over the lasso to bring Barbara Ann back, which is, you know, I, I immediately felt kind of the weight of that. And I was almost wondering, like, because if this is out of continuity, I was almost expecting it yep. to work. And, like, you know, she actually gives it up and she gets Barbara Ann back. It's Sadly, it hits me with the gut tragedy. punch. And, yeah. Yep. This is this is the one out of the whole book where I, I genuinely felt like a story. Like, I, I felt like I got, like, an up and a down, a twist, and then felt like, oh, oh it had a point at the end. Yeah. Also, 
it has a single best art moment in the book as well, which, you know, there's a lot of good art in this book. There's, uh, you know, yeah. stacked. You know, is this, uh, this is Nicholas Scott, of course. Yes. Is this the two page spread with Cheetah lunging at Wonder Woman? Because that looks no, really no, no. nice. That's huh? great. Uh, I think, honestly, the single best moment is just the panel where Cheetah says her name and it's just the close up on the teeth. Uh, oh, teeth. sure. Yeah. yeah. And that, that looks, looks incredible. You, you can hear the hiss. Yeah. yeah right? And like the, the it, grin it, as she says, she knows what she's doing. Well, but yeah, but the setup there too with just say your name and she looks disappointed. Like she knows, she knows that Diana's trying and she knows that it's what she's going to do. Um, I also like that it takes place at Mardi Gras, right? Where it's a time where people let themselves go, right? Because they're celebrating. And she goes to Cersei and Cersei's throwing the beads into the crowd. Yeah. And Diana's like, we well, shouldn't do that. She's like, well, why not? She's like, well, they're illusion. Like you're, you're basically, you're messing with people. And she's like, eh, who cares? Let them have fun. Right, kind of see a point on this one. <laughs> well, no, I I do, but just for that story, and then to see where she's at there, and then when she gives the lasso back when it doesn't work, she goes, "Well, no, I gave it to you. That it's I'm honoring the deal." She goes, "Yeah, but you know, I can't do that. Like it's you know, uh, and it ends with the it makes no sense." And Cersei's like, "Well, the heart really does." And Diana says, "I'll try again." And Cersei goes, "I know." And this, so I like what Tynan's doing with Cersei. But this feels like a different character than to what be we're fair, getting in Titans. Again, yeah. it does say it takes place later, so I'm okay with that. So it's okay, yeah, but, some growth to be had from where Cersei is now to get to here. Yeah. That said, there's also the, the whole moon motif I, is there with, with Cersei yeah. uh, when they meet and whatnot. So I just, this, if you ignore the rest of the stuff, right, and you were only reading Rucka's Wonder Woman, this place is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ends and, and whatnot. Well, so. I mean, obviously, I like it as a cap out of that run, but I, I think for me, this is just a really simple, sad story of like Diana gives up the most, you know, most important thing to her in terms of right. possession to save her, and ultimately, why it fails is because Barbara Ann just doesn't want to be saved anymore, and that's what makes it sad. And well, and that's the title has never changed. Yeah, but likewise, Diana's Diana. Yeah, but likewise, Diana changed. at the end says, I'm never going to stop trying either. So, like, it, it works for both of them. It's, it's got that double meaning yep. there. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So, like, it's almost as if Rucka is like a supreme level talent and just <laughs> understands Diana on a level that few do. Um, I mean, hell, even and, if you've forgetting the character specifically, just this idea that by the end of this story, what it does is that it reestablishes and upholds what these two characters are and for better yeah. or worse, well, and why that feels both good and bad at the same time. Yeah. Well, and it, and it really moves by Rand into that. That's her arch, right? You know, Batman has Joker, Superman has Lex, and one woman has has Cheetah. And instead of it just being like a, you know, Cheetah's like, I feel like a cast aside most of the time up until Rebirth. Like, yeah, she's there. Um, this really, really drives it forward. Like, it's a personal. You could argue that uh, Cheetah's maybe more of a parallel to Two Face than, than Joker. Yeah, but I feel like. I mean, this one's more personal, much like Joker's personal and Lex's personal. Like they're I, I think, they're two sides of the same coin. I guess you know what way, I mean. The way I'd put it is that Cheetah's the high profile one enough that feels like the nemesis, so that's why you put her next to Joker and Lex. Mm -hmm. But in terms of actually how the character functions, it's actually much closer to Two Face, and it's this fallen ally who you think maybe could be redeemed someday, but sadly might never be. Like you know, it's in terms of like how it actually functions i, mean, I can feel she she feels both and so one woman's rogue gallery needs a, a bit of a refresh i feel too because you have you have aries you have cersei you have cheetah and kale you got dr psycho you got silver swan you got yeah those, those are b tier though let's be honest but see to me 
to me, Silver Swan's more what you're talking about with the Harvey Dent ism, you oh, know, sure. yeah. the yeah. failed relationship and Silver Swan holds her responsible for what had happened. And there's a, almost a, there's a disassociative personality there too. Um, but either, either way, I feel like Cheetah is her arch and my favorite Wonder Woman villain. And we all know, you mm, know, I'm shocked. So, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's it's, it's totally easily shocked. the strongest story in this, in this special. Yeah. Yeah, uh, next one uh, we go on down is reading stories of the past and she's talking about, this is basically just a prequel story that's about her fantasizing about what the rest of the world is like and how everyone there doesn't really care and wants to forget it, but she's the only one who's never seen it, so she's constantly thinking about it. Um, yeah. And it ends with the, uh, you know, Steve's plane landing, uh, as you do. So this is one by Cami, Cami Garcia uh, with Phil Hester on the art. And Cami Garcia is getting work wherever she can, and I really like that. You know, whether it's the Joker Harley criminal sanity... You know the 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 Raven and the Beast Boy stuff with uh, oh man, I always forget his name. He is my favorite Starfire too, Piccolo. Yeah. Mm. Um, she has those graphic novels she's doing. She's doing these smaller stories in here, and she's another one that I I wouldn't mind seeing. So it's growing the talent, yeah. isn't it? It feels like okay, this is someone mm-hmm. being groomed for the the higher ranks. Yeah, yeah for for yeah. Uh, for an ongoing at some point. Yeah, I I will say between this and Joker and Harley, I think Joker and Harley is better. Uh, maybe it's an unfair comparison because it's just a short. Little thing, yeah, uh, special, I'm, just, but... I'm just saying, like she's she's getting more more high profile. Like she started the first thing I remember her name being attached to was that Raven book, mm. right? Which is definitely mm. geared more towards young adult, and now she's you know heading more towards the I, mainstream. I, I, I guess what I'm I'm saying is I I think that story is just fine because it's it's ultimately yeah, just uh, when do when this, this is my second favorite in the book. I think it helps that uh, I really like Hester's art. Uh, it's again it's, I, after Nicholas Scott, my fa- second favorite art in the book. <laughs> yeah i like i like the the comparison with the hawk right with the falcon mm. yeah that how do you know if he'll come back it's like well if he doesn't come back then we just know uh, that's it and i and i feel that that's her with with yeah a detail there, a detail that I'd, I'd add on there is that is when she's talking about that she says you know if the, if the hawk gets a higher calling from above then it yeah. has a different purpose that doesn't belong here so she'll, she'll be sad right. but happy for it because it's got something right. else to do uh, essentially it's yeah. more important yeah uh, I, I just I felt like it didn't really you know it was like this window into a time in Diana's life but it wasn't really much of a story I guess so I didn't really feel that you yeah. know, satisfied by it, was, it by the end it was fine like it, it's yeah. good I I do like the Hester art though the Hester art's very old school you know the you know, it, the hard lines it's like it's good. classical classical fantasy comic is yeah. what I would think of with Hester uh, and well, I think that works for this time period of, of Wonder Woman yeah, especially sure. yeah. uh, when she's running on the columns I think that's the high point of the art with mm-hmm. them Mm, uh, yeah. uh, next story is emergency visit this is the one by the Hales uh, with Riley Rosmo art I have to say every time I, st- I, I look at another Riley Rosmo book or story I like his art less and less <laughs> I, I, too, read dude. I, I, yeah. I, I read the well, first page I was like can't do it sorry and I just skipped through so it I, so I read it guy shows up and okay <laughs> and that was the highlight um, I like the vibe of the story and I feel with other, another artist it would have been better I still think that this definitely feels like a filler story that's just an anniversary issue. Yeah. It's, like, it has it's, no it's, weight. It's Well, just to, um, just to say what the story is, it's, it's Diana 
uh, basically being called back to Themyscira. You know, guy calls her and says, hey, it's just someone, Hippo something. And she's like, Hippo, I'm a mother, what? Uh, called yeah. from Themyscira. There's some sort of Hydra. Hydra. And she goes back to help and basically they've intentionally let the Hydra out because this is the only way that Diana comes back. And it's actually kind of funny this coming into place right after the last story, which talked about her, you know, possibly leaving and never coming back because she has a better calling. Right. And this was Themyscira going, no, no, we want her back, damn it. So this, this, you know, raise yeah. a flare. And, <laughs> selfish in comparison. Yeah. Well, like, with, and that's why I like Ian Rucka's run so much about her not being able to go back. Like, she had to sacrifice her life on Themyscira to go make a difference in the world of man. Right? That makes that decision so much. Um, so when she can go and come as she pleases, you know, here it just makes her seem like a, like, oh, mom, I got better things to do than come home. You know, like, I don't know. You know I felt kind of out of character for, for Diana. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, like, like, I've not hated everything I've seen Rosmo do, but I feel like the more I see his work... Uh, Rosmo started off because I think he was on uh, Monster Men, Batman? right? Yeah, and it was fine. And, and, and uh, doing those big, Batman you know, Shadow. contorted creatures and, and, and the dark stuff, like, it worked. Yeah. And as Batman, soon as you put something in the light like and this... Ba- and so... Batman Shadow, I thought, was fine as well, it, but... It, yeah. This, not so much. This, um, I wasn't really keen on what I read from Martian Manhunter with his art. No. I just, even the Hydra, like, to draw, he's got a creature, but I even thought his Hydra was just kind of like, eh. Daylight is not his friend, is it? No. So I I still like his faces. His faces are these weird contusions of, of, like, things. I I don't, you know, like... Diana has this thing where it feels like her, her hair's just like stuck to her head, so her head just looks like a, a weird doll head. And, 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 and her shoulders. It always has the same, like, I'm just like flicking through it now, and yeah. it always has the same, like, circle around her shoulder that it mm-hmm. falls on. Yeah. Like, it doesn't move, it just stays on that. Yeah, and she's like, like, ridiculously bulky in a way that just doesn't feel proportioned, where. Do you know what? See, that, that's something Matt was talking about earlier about feeling sturdy, and that would be fine if the other Amazons felt like that, but she's they don't, like. Though. Mm. noticeably larger than all the other Amazons. Yeah, and it, she has an alien face when Rosmo draws her too. Yeah. Like it, it's too too pointy at the chin, too rounded at the head, or at the top of the head. Like It, it creeps me out, I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a Rosmo face, is what you described. Yeah, it's a Rosmo yeah, face, yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I'm going to so... be the bad guy here and say I didn't really like the bombshell story that much. Ah. Uh... Uh... I loved it. I got nothing I loved... from it. I just it felt like it was just a page after page Even... of different people describing what Diana means to them, and I just didn't really feel like. Isn't it... that kind of the whole and point I... of these issues? Like, you know, that, yeah, that's what you know. We, we've got one of those stories in action and detective. And like... It's like, hey, look, look what yeah, this character yeah. means. Yeah, like I, I get it, I get it, but like, and I, and I like that we get like that that the Supergirl saying like I have no connection to bombshells, right? Like I like the art. I got those covers back in the day, but I had never read the proper book. But so, like, when I see the, the Soviet Supergirl, I'm like, oh, is that a thing? Yeah. And, and and just the fact that, of course, Wonder Woman's the one to go over to her and console her and, and you know, kind of explain about grief. They're like, yeah, grief's good because grief means that you still remember that person and they still mean a lot to you. Um, or, or the story with Mera and how it kind of teases, like, oh, yeah, she was my first love. And it's like, was that actual love or is that, like, platonic like sisterly love, like it, it left a lot there, and yeah, and and the art I thought is is great. I I love the style of art. It's it's manipul esque, um, a little bit. Um, uh, in in the line work, yeah. Yeah, um, and even in the colors, a little bit, like yeah, I, can um, see I think they're a bit 
the colors are a little bit cleaner than I typically associate mm -hmm. with Manipul. Um, yeah, because well, Manipul's colors are a lot more watercolor. This, this, these are more muted, but you know, almost. I don't want to say pastel. It's not pastel, but but no. Um, but yeah, I really love this story. This is probably my second favorite after after the Rucka one. Yeah, um, Matt, if you like, like this, go go read some bombshells. I once I clear off my back catalog of stuff that I have, like. Uh, like Vader, like I started reading the Soul mm. Vader stuff. That's been keeping me busy yeah. until all of these dropped this week, and I have had no time but to read DC. Oh, of course. But like, and then it ends on the on the final uh, of her and her Rosie the Riveter look, which I think is a really cool look. Um, hope we get to see this going forward a little bit more. Uh, for the for uh, the record, I like the art. Uh, I but I'm not a fan of the bomb styles, the bombshells uh, style, yeah. the look. I don't. Yeah, I just don't okay. like the designs that much. Uh, like, but I, I, Batwoman's yeah, baseball well, thing like, fine, but I don't really like the rest of them. Yeah. Um. Well, like, so, like the the Wonder oh, Wonder Girl, the uh, the Wonder Girls. That part was cool too. I like what that meant about the you know the legacy when, of when the U.S. Well, not just the legacy, but like them forming up because of you know the Japanese internment camps and them yeah. standing up together because of the um, influence of Wonder Woman. That's a really cool. Like, I love yeah. how they played with history there. Um. But no, but like Supergirl. Oh, Matt, Mike. Uh, nice cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's always when it's in the middle of a point, isn't it? It is. The Supergirl look is actually based off of an old pinup, uh, an old pinup painting. Yeah. And stuff. So like, I feel if you like pinup stuff, then the designs don't bother you. I love pinup art. Like it's, it's yeah, fantastic. It, it's of an era, um, and whatnot. So I've got a, a fantastic pinup ivy yeah. on the wall behind me. Yeah. 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 Um, I have a slight one. It's done in like an old pulp style cover. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right there. It. But um, the the my comic shop, I I'm gonna make an offer. I think around Free Comic Book Day, they have a cheetah pinup statue, and it's been sitting there for years. And I'm gonna be like, fifty bucks, I'll take it off your hands. <laughs> like, what, what are they selling it for? Well, it's on the sale table. It's normally I don't know how much those normally run, but no one I think is gonna. I don't know if it's damaged, and that's why it's there. If it's damaged, I'll fix it. But it's her in like a adventurer's gear. She's got a pith helmet and khakis and a and a cheetah print scarf. It's it's um, probably two hundred dollars or something like that. I don't, I was supposed to guess. I mean, I I've got two of the yeah. bombshell statues yeah. uh, right there. I've got the mirror and the uh, yeah. the star girl. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm obviously those, a fan. Yeah, you got those on sale though, right? Like. Oh yeah, yeah. I got um, those uh, way cheaper than they should have. But they were like, yeah, yeah cheap. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna offer him because it's just sitting there, and I feel like let me just take that off of, off the sale table, you know. Yeah. Let me put it this way: do uh, it. Matt's offering fifty dollars. I paid like half that for those. Do, 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 do yeah. that. Just, just start at one, get one dollar bills, and just keep slapping them on the yeah. table until he eventually bites. It'll look yeah. like a huge stack. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, just say, is that enough? And they'll say no. And you just smack the next one on, and then the next one. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. But anyways. I like I like that pinup stuff, um, and then uh, Laura Braga. I, that's another name that I feel like we've read. Oh yeah, um, she's popped up recently. Yeah, yeah, and I'm trying to see where, but if, if there are looks like this, then I want to read more of it because this is my style. Yeah, um, no, they are solid. I, I think the art, the actual art, you know, craft is great. I just don't like the style of bombshells. I know I'm the, the grumpy, you know, yeah, one you're, here, but you're wrong. Uh, Counterpoint, you are wrong. But anyway, 
that's fine. I, I, you know what, I'll, I'll be okay with it. I was right earlier about us doing the other special. I, I can take anything you else right earlier about. about you and Matt doing that special. <laughs> that's, that's where it is. She uh, deceased, a good day to die, number one. There you go. And then yeah. Harley, Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica, which I read the first two issues of. Because, uh, of course, I did. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. pre- I'm pretty sure it's popped something solicitous recently for something else as well. Uh, Maybe, but a lot of a lot of bombshells. Um, so that that's good. Wonder Woman fifty one. Um, should we read that? Yeah. We'll stop reading then. That might have been in the chunk that we weren't reading. Yeah, uh, we read Robinson for a while though, so we might have still made it to fifty. I don't know. Is anyway. that the Orlando bit in between though? That, no, that's that's an Orlando issue. Oh, was it? Okay, then. Yeah, then. So uh, that was like the one. Or, you know, he had that a couple of issues in between, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the next story is Vita Elia. Uh, this is a Silver Swan story. It's, it's her. Just sorry. It's just Ayala. Ayala. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Ayala. Uh, so yeah. she's uh in in you know hospital. She's getting to care. It's basically her just in in retrospect talking about how she's fighting Wonder Woman, how angry she got. It's basically just recapping like every Silver Swan kind of story it is. Yeah, uh, but from Silver Swan's point of view, which I yeah. think is important. Yeah, I mean, the, normally we don't get that. Yeah, the ending's basically, you know, back in you know, the present day of the story, Diana does show up to visit her, but then that was all her thing, that you never showed up, you left me behind. Uh, so it, it does kind of neatly feel like a sequel to the actual Silver Swan story that Robinson yeah. did when he was writing the book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably the that. height of Robinson's... Yeah, I enjoyed that arc, for what it's worth it. Right. It has yeah, stuff, I enjoyed that arc, so... Uh, you know, it's, it's not much they'll say about it, really. The art's fine. Uh, not the best in the book, by any means, but... It's, it's solid enough, yeah. you know. It, it's it's nothing special. I think the action looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not much of it, admittedly, but, you know, uh, the bits of it that are there, I think, look pretty good. And that leads us to the final story. And we heard before this that the Scott Snyder story was going to sort of reestablish, like, her first appearance in the world. And, I mean, I don't necessarily think they're setting up for Scott Snyder taking on Wonder Woman at some point, but it did cross my mind as I was reading this that, you know, maybe the reason why he's doing this is that maybe they've got some sort of plans for him. Because, you know, he's ending Justice League soon, so, I mean... Yeah, yep, yep. Um, I think uh, the big... I think the big hint's the last panel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so this is uh, Scott Snyder and Brian Hitch, and it's the World's Fair, the President, there's an attempt made in the President's life. Um, and again, Hitch, well, I don't know what's going on with Hitch, but for some reason he's gotten better <laughs> in the last this is, couple this of years. Is, this is Hawkman level. Yeah. Hitch. Yeah. This is, I read this and went, oh, yeah. But um, that, this was the thing, even before we got to Earth and Interesting, though, it was just it was just the president and that talking yeah, in a room, and I thought, uh, this looks good. Whoa, whoa, yeah, what did FDR, Hitch get this good? It, you know, I, I, I love American history and the history of the presidents, and, you know, FDR, I understand. A lot of people say presidents. He, he led, you know, through World War II and out of the you know Great Depression and whatnot. That said, I kind of want to see an FDR comic book appearance now, drawn <laughs> um, <laughs> by Hitch because his FDR is fantastic. Um, and like he draws the, the the desk with with the wheelchair and yeah. whatnot, just like. Um, obviously, you have the big moment where Wonder Woman blocks the explosive, and we have that panel her. of her. Yeah, yeah. Um, like she's got the the cross arms, but the flames are kind of just dissipating around her, so it almost yep. looks like her hair's the fire. It's a really yeah, nice panel. It's nice. Uh, and then she has stuff. the the real short hair that that we associate with the, you know, the original the, the molten Marston. Yeah, the golden age yeah. stuff. And uh, yeah, which, which I thought that was cool. Um, and. And yeah, her surrounded by the doves. Dude, one of my favorite things that I've really... Yeah, yeah the, that doves page that I'm talking about, actually. That full page well, spread. Is, yeah, the setup there is talking about, like, you hit the button and the doves come out because yeah. doves represent peace. And then we get it here and they're surrounding her and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. 
Damn, oh, Snyder, you are good when you want to be. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest. I think this is the best thing that I've read from Snyder in ages. I think this is actually a really well done little story. Um, so something I've discovered that I really like in art, and it's between recent Supergirl issues and then this, is I really love good ripples in a skirt. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, when they get the ripples because in a skirt it, right, it looks really well, no, good. No, because it, it mimics motion, and it makes the face yes. go alive. It does. I, I totally right. get it. It's yeah, just that it's, was so specific as a thing that I, I, yeah. I that wasn't what I was well, guessing. It was, I thought he was yeah. going to talk about something like the you know the the digital layering maybe or the colors yeah, no. I, or, you know something uh, general. No. I, um, I wasn't expecting ripples in the skirt. It looks yeah, good. No. It looks good. All those yeah. little shadows. Well, no, it does look same... good. I'm not. I'm just going <laughs> to well, dispute with that. I just I was surprised that that well, was what like you picked up. When when you draw Superman's cape and it's just kind of flat and blobby mm. versus when they add the the ripples, there you're are, like, oh no. There are some artists that can get away with it. Mm-hmm. The, with the flat cape, um, yeah. the, the the really cartoony ones can get away yeah. with it. Nah, Charlotte's, yeah. Charlotte's good, uh, and it just kind of establishes that she you know became this first hero. She's you know some black and white panels she, left in the train and all yeah, the rest of it. She's uh, she's now DC's Captain America. It's no longer so. It's no longer Superman. It's definitely Wonder Woman. And what Matt was saying earlier when I said, "Oh, maybe Snyder's doing a Wonder Woman yeah. thing," uh, the ending kind of implies that he's going to do JSA instead, which will feature Wonder Woman as part of the JSA because mm-hmm. the ending is clearly Alan Scott with the Green Lantern ring. Uh, watching yeah, on. I'm okay yeah, with this. Man, yeah, because Manhattan moved it, the the, yeah. the lantern back, so yeah. it lines up, and that made me stupidly excited. Joe, you know, um, it's so funny. Obviously, it was easy for us to get upset when Daddy will just fly out, set out, said, "Oh, Doomsday Clock's not in continuity because of this, this, and this." Yeah. The thing is, though, is there's lots of stuff that actually is falling on from it. So it's this kind of yeah. weird middle ground, actually, where some stuff is actually in continuity it's, from it's it. It's where it is continuity, but technically not because of Doomsday Clock. <laughs> Right. Yes. But it's meta in that way that now we can accept it because we read Doomsday Clock. Well, because the other one is that uh, they revealed this week that uh, JSA are going to show up in Shazam, and and, and John's was like, yeah, straight from God Doomsday Clock. <laughs> do I need to catch back up on bloody Shazam? You do. Yeah, you do. But not not for this issue, but for that you might want to. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Wait, wait, what is, was this the one with uh with with uh, Superboy Prime? This is first time mm-hmm. he popped up. Yes. Yeah. Prime time, baby. So, Prime time. Nah, so, but anyways, no, I, uh, I reading this, I was like, wait, is, is this going to be Florida? actually what? Uh, I was thinking that as well, actually, but no, they're establishing this as Diana. And then she, yeah, yeah, no, but, she goes, oh, my name's Diana. I was like, but shit. What I was going to say though is, like, do you think they're actually teasing that Hitch is going to be the artist on GSA with Snyder? Maybe because he's def- sign me up. Uh, he's definitely working on something. Because um, he's off Hawkman now, right? So it's like he's, he's working on Batman's Grave at the minute, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing Batman's Grave for the next while. So unless he's got leaked on it, because he was tweeting the other day about how um, he he messed up the perspective on a single panel, and he spent like too long trying to fix it, and and it just it wasn't working, and he hasn't got time to redo it. So he's just like, I'm just gonna have to leave it, and it's just gonna have to be in there as a mistake. Oh, no. So I like, try and spot it, you bastards. Carl <laughs> <laughs> no. try. Carl uh, after... tries best. After his Hawkman run and we saw all the different Hawks and whatnot, I want to see his Jay Garrick. Do you know, I want to see his Wildcat. Just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so disappointed in a way that I know I'm going to be annoyed at Snyder's GSA probably, but I actually, but that's the thing. I actually think this, this, this little story here gave me hope because. It doesn't feel overstuffed. It feels like he, he focused on the right things he, he needed to. It didn't feel like there was too much dialogue or anything like that. And I hope that this this feeling, this tone that he has here of this golden yeah. era of like you know the, well, the dawn of superheroes carries over to his JSA. Well, no, that's the key question about his JSA. 
is it a golden age style, you know, do, you know, book in well, this time period, or is it present day JSA? I don't. Well, I don't mind either way. When I when I say that, I don't necessarily mean that it's set in that time. Just the no, idea of that was, but yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah. That's the you know, like the legacy yeah. of it is what brings true. I'm intrigued as to which one we think it will end up being. So I don't know. Oh man. Um, it could and go way. Before this, I'd have said absolutely present day. It'll be doing you know. Kind of like it'll be a I mean, continuation, so to speak, of the John. I style. could see his story being set in the past, like his book, and then, but when they pop up in Shazam and stuff like that, that's them now in present day. So I could see them yeah. doing it that way. I'm just thinking of other characters I want to see hit straw now. So, yeah, Our yeah. Man, you got <laughs> Star Girl. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, Star Girl won't be there, I suppose, if it's Starman. If it's although there. I don't like that Starman costume, it's real silly. Um, we can get a new costume. Yeah, that's true. Give give me the the focus on that. What is it? It's like that that you see it in World War Two a lot. That that it's almost like a a double breasted type thing. It's got the, it's got the hooks on here. You know, it goes across. Yeah, it's give, what... give, give give them one of those. Apparently, a few of the other GSA members have uh, 80th anniversaries coming up either late this year or early next year. So. It wouldn't surprise me if we at least get a GSA 80th anniversary kind of special to celebrate them yeah. all. Maybe, I, could, yeah. I could see that happening. Since if, you, if you want to hear more about me and Pete talking about GSA, oh, go yeah. check out previously the multiverse. Yeah, we're starting John's run, although John's not on it yet because he didn't do no. jump into it's, issue six we'll or seven. Yeah, it's yeah. Robinson and uh, the guy oh, yeah. that ruined Warner <laughs> or the, the DC yeah. EU. David Goyer. Well, no, I should say ruined because those yeah. Nolan yeah. movies are good. But well, Goyer, yeah, uh, yeah, Goyer is not the one I hold responsible for those. No. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. That said, you wouldn't know he had so many problems with the movies later from that, those early GSC no. issues. No. No. Those, those are, are, guys, are fine. Yeah. Are you guys gonna get to JLA JSA Virtue and Vice? Oh, eventually. Oh, <laughs> first, first trade I ever bought. Yeah. Eventually. It'll I mean, take a while, but yeah. You know. Uh, so that's that's going. Uh, so that's the weird thing. Usually when we did these as separate episodes, we won't do any more because we're just doing too many of them to justify doing the extra episodes. Um, but we we you know we'd pick our favorite stories of this. I don't think we'll do that. But I, I mean I think it's pretty clear we all like the Rocker one the most. Yeah. Yeah. So and obviously we won't pass judgment on the Orlando issue uh, story because none of us read it. Uh, for yeah, obvious no, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. And if you're enjoying yeah. that arc, I'm sure you enjoyed this because it was the finale. I think so. The Rosmo one was definitely my least favorite. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I, I read a page and just went, nope, skipping through it. Can't yeah. do it. I've got, but, you know, I'm like, I've, I've got enough comics this week. Yeah, it was a lot of books this, this is, week. This oh. is a long book anyway. Yeah. I'm good. I don't need to read this. Oh, outside the Rosmo art, I feel that the art really stood out in this one, like mm-hmm. from. From Hitch to to um, who did the Simone one? Um, I can't remember now. No, uh, I can't remember. So go to the table of contents. Someone it, it matched. <laughs> yeah. Table of um, contents. Simone was uh, Colleen Duran. There you go. There you go. Um, no, the art was for the most part. I think the start of the art on average was really good because I mean, even not even though I didn't read the Orlando one. Here's just Marino from a glance looked really good. I think obviously Scott was at the top of the pile. Hitch was really good. Uh, Braga was good on the bombshells one. Like there was a I, lot. I of... really like Phil Hester. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's saying something that I would probably put Phil probably fourth, but still, I mean. Yeah, I mean, like no, it, yeah. for me it's like Nicholas Scott, Hester, probably Braga, Hitch, Casagrande. You know. There's a, there's a lot of good art in this book. A lot of good art. Um, it actually went in quite quickly, I thought, when I read it. I didn't feel like it was a chore to get through. Uh, and maybe skipping that first 20-page story was the, the, the key to that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that was still 70 pages. It wasn't like it was... It wasn't short. Yeah. 
But it went in fairly well enough. Uh, you know, there was highs and lows, but obviously we'll talk about where we rank this with the others at the end, because uh, it'll just be within every other book now. So, um, but it does lead to a bit of a pickle when picking best art of the week and stuff like that, because like, how do you count this one? I guess we're just going to have to go with your gut when we get to there. Uh, so that is Wonder Woman 750. I, I, we have to read it, though. So, Matt, uh, what are you giving 750? Um, I'm, I'm going to give this a... Uh, so we're minusing the main story and the Rosmo art. I'm going to give it an 8. I enjoyed the majority of the rest of it. Yeah, Connor? Uh I'm going to give it a seven because I didn't read two of the stories and I liked, you know, all the others. But, you know, there's very little I, I like. Oh, I love that. Um, so it's it's a solid issue for me. I'm going to give it an eight. I, 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 I'm not going to mark it against it for the first story because I didn't read it. Like, for me, it's just, it's just I'm not counting that when I read this. Uh, uh, and I like most of the rest. Uh, a couple really stood out as being great. Uh, my two favorites were definitely the Rocky and Scott Snyder ones. And I was not expecting that because Scott Snyder has been kind of hit and miss for me for a long time. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I liked it so there we go uh, that's Wonder Woman 750 right I'll take us on then to Batman issue 87 second issue of Scott sorry sorry not Scott Snyder James Tynion <laughs> no, the fourth not. James Tynion the fourth uh, run uh, Gillan March unfortunately on the art uh, first things first the art is horrendous <laughs> uh, I hate it I've never been more offended by having to see a um, uh, an emaciated Edward Nigma and to see yeah. his spine. What the shit off? is going on with Nigma and and Penguin for that matter? Penguin well, looks screwed. Penguin yeah. looks all leathery and like yeah, I don't, really old. I don't mind a ghastly Penguin because that adds to the character. But yeah, I don't mind yeah. plot wise. I have no problem with the doom of Penguin. I actually kind of like Penguin like killing all of his like inner circle. Yeah. I thought it was kind of amusing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Riddler. I don't know what's gonna. I mean, his pelvic's so big as well. It's because he's got a boner. Like it, it looks like you know how you've got a boner. He's hiding it. Yeah, it's like when you've got a boner underneath your clothes, except he's naked, so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But that's what it looks like. Yeah, and he's got a huge <laughs> hunchback, and his spine's all serrated and sticking out, and. Yeah. I think there was a, an editor's note saying something about in the, the year of the villain issue and yeah, what the except, hell? No, so I read that issue and that was the Mark Russell one where it kind of poked fun at him and he mm. teamed up with King Tut. So there was really nothing. It was just that Luther didn't pick him for year of the villain and he wanted to prove him wrong, which I don't follow on this. Um, yeah. And what this, this issue upset me because I defended the first issue to, to one of our friends who doesn't like DC and apparently he's doing a review show with his comic book store now. So he read the first issue and, and thought that it was hot trash. And I was like, well, get through the first arc before you decide it's that bad, man. And he, he was like, Oh, it's just because Batman for because Batman's sake. And I told him, well, no, I feel like the point of that is to show how flawed and how Bruce is I don't, always relying I, on it, right? Not because Batman, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Either, yeah, I don't right? remember anything the last issue feeling, especially because Batman. And... Well, no, it was it was like him having a plant that that you know is completely automated and and does all this, and it's just if you have those types of issues. Sorry, that... sorry you're telling me Bruce Wayne being an innovator at his company is because Batman now? It is no. It, also, it it's not even is. that much of a stretch based um, on automated factories that we have now. It's just a little and, bit further ahead. Three D printing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Actually, little saying though here. I, I, I did Jurassic Park three for uh, the Ace yeah. this past couple, past, past week. No, this is just interesting. In that movie, there's a three D printer from two thousand and one, and it actually kind of amused me that that's actually isn't that ridiculous. Like, it actually, I mean, no. it's, 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 it's cutting edge at the time. But like, I've seen three D printers all of this now, so this is 
it generally felt like, hey, this is a little bit ahead in time, yeah. but it doesn't look ridiculous. And watching it now yeah. in 2020, I was like, that looks like a real 3D printer that did what a 3D printer does. Even the, uh, even the thing they print, it's like a, it's like a Velociraptor like uh, uh, chamber for the voice. Yeah. Out of the skull. Right. Yeah. But even of that... Of knows exactly Exactly. <laughs> but even that looks like what like most like regular 3D printers, their models look like now. It looked like the same I, material. And I'm like, hey! I might have researched if that really existed back in 2001 so i could get a raptor resonating chamber uh, well i mean for the record matt i think they're couldn't. relatively i say relatively affordable yeah. now for people to yeah. get if they need them for work but i mean yeah not, they're not cheap so anyways but yeah. anyway so and then i got to this issue and and there are parts of it i really don't like um and i just it, and, and it goes right into where i think it's gonna go like this was of course all a setup you know that they 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 didn't really get caught, you know, like the way that Batman thinks um, they did, and you know it's fine. I just the art really bothered me. Yeah, man. Yeah. It it hard I, I like most of the stuff with Batman and the assassins. Mm-hmm. The other villain yeah. stuff, not so much. Yeah, I um, I'm not too down in the story. Obviously, the art I hate. Uh, I, I you know I'm I'm interested in this new like black site. That's or the black block they call it, which is like a prison for people who are just too dangerous for Arkham now. Like we just you know he's he's done sending them to Arkham. Like I kind of like that idea. This can't, this can't blow up in his face. <laughs> I mean, don't get me um, wrong. I, I I did have an issue with the whole bat cradle thing. Like, okay, so he's just Batman's just doing street luge now, like. I like the idea of you. Lucius has been like, yeah, let's shoot you out real good. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, like, all right, whatever. But I like the the, the fight with Cheshire was was pretty cool. Uh, Her getting hit by the semi, I laughed heartily, and I don't think I was supposed to. Yeah, the, I mean, the text getting a little bit ridiculous between the crab thing that turns yeah. into a bat wing and yeah. uh, now this. Just, I, I, I know Tynan, uh, Tynan has done a thing of, of wanting to have a new bat tech slash vehicle in every issue. Because yeah. there was an issue where it was like, oh man, I was writing this issue about Batman, I didn't think I could get one in, and then bam, it hit me. <laughs> yeah. so, but again, and I feel like I've, I've read enough Batman comics over the last 20 years that I feel like what he's setting up is is what you see on Twitter, a lot of people saying like... The over-reliance. Oh, well, not just that. If Batman wants to make a difference, do it as Bruce Wayne, and instead of dressing as a bat and punching out crazy people which i still, I still think know? is happening it's just uh, i do too yeah and i think but we have to get through this and him seeing like maybe these methods maybe the fact that i can just create a crab walker in in a street luge maybe this isn't helping because you know? yeah i don't get it because like you know they established that last issue that's clearly the the long-term story yeah. so yeah why complain about that you know you know mario people on the internet you, you just mean mario <laughs> well no but no i've seen i've a lot of not a lot of people people that i follow and and stuff and their opinions on batman a lot of it is well no he just he's a rich guy that dresses up and I, punches poor people which that's a little too far for me right but i get what they're saying is bruce use your money and do good that's what your parents would have wanted to do instead of funneling it into cool toys for yourself like 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 the tom taylor issue hit this perfect mm. right of detective where he went and and redid the orphanage with all of his money and you know i want to see more of that in batman instead of like yeah 
crab walker cool i mean i think because it is the main batman but we get a lot of action and stuff and i actually think because we've had years of king i actually you know the first issue more so but in this one because of the art but i am enjoying kind of okay there's a bunch of villains in gotham batman's Mm -hmm. having to deal with it i like that there is some mysterious person trying to sabotage the plans and steal the plans for the city Uh, we don't know who that is yet i know penguin's pissed at it you know, whoever's yeah. hired Deathstroke in that, Penguin's pissed that they, they're getting involved, yeah. which is what the, the final page teases. Um, and admittedly, the person behind it all may just be the Joker, because obviously we're teasing Joker. Uh, no, I, d- I don't think it is. I think that's separate. Because no, that's separate. The, the Joker War is the next story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so sure. Think, that's fair. I think this is and something I'm, else before that. I am thinking, with, if you're involving Cobblepot, um, you, you got to involve Thomas Elliot. <clears throat> also... <clears throat> I, I may or may not know slightly more because I read Tannen's newsletter. That's fair. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, uh, it's a punchline. I think I'm digging yeah. just what this is doing is, is kind of a romp on top of the actual like new stuff that Tannen's trying to introduce. Um, obviously, the art's really affecting this issue and it'll affect the next... Because March is in a few of these issues, unfortunately. Oh, uh, thank God he's not mostly on it, 89 as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So It made it, it made it hard for me to want to read, though. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. No, yeah, I'm, as much as I like some of the stuff that was going, I was just like, I don't. It, it took me two sessions to sit and read this, just because I would look at the <clears> art and be like, I, I don't want to read this right now. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I can tell you now, I'm lopping off like two points for, for, uh, yeah. from my rating at the end, just because yeah. I. Oh I sure, that. yeah, the, the art is going to drag the rating down. No, no questions. I, I mean, I'm still excited about this run. I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting past where marches on the art at all. Like, if... just it. Yeah, it, it bothers like. Uh, Tyron always talks like he's, he's, a, he's a big fan of Marty, you know, churning out his best work, and I'm like, is he though? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing though. Art, art's subjective. Yeah. So no, I, I get it. it. I, however, I don't understand how you could like the look of his art. That's just me though. Yeah, no, I, I don't get it. If you do, great. You're going to enjoy this more than I did by a lot. Um, yeah. it, it just it sucks because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of ideas in here that I, I love and. You know, about, oh, he's introducing all these new tech and, and vehicles and stuff, and and I feel like that is going to come down to an over-reliance on this to a point. As much as, yeah. oh, yeah, no, it's all cool right now, Yeah. eventually right. it's going to come crashing down. Yep. Uh, no, I've, got, I'm forward to that. I've got faith in Tynan for a really enjoyable bat run. Um, some spotty art here there's not going to break that. Yeah. It's just, it's as long as... Yeah. I was gonna say it's funny well, how King, you know, for like ninety percent of that run had the best art and then it was just right at the end there was a couple mm-hmm. of Ramita Junior issues. It was like, oh, what are you doing? This was almost a perfect yeah. run. Um as long as Tynan doesn't create a machine that makes more Batmans, oh, yeah. I think I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. yeah, you know, I think um like you know, the, the art bothers me a lot more than it does Pete. Yeah, there, there was uh, something on Twitter this week that I know um uh Kieran Gillen ran it with with uh, with someone where he get you know, he wrote a one page script and gave it to 40 different artists and they posted all 40 of these pages and you can see how different it turns out uh, just on their interpretation of a pretty detailed script actually you know because he writes pretty densely detailed yeah uh, uh, send, send that to me when you get a chance. Like yeah, yeah, well, there's, it's a, there's a, tw- uh, a thread on Twitter. It's, it's well worth looking into. I don't yeah, know, like, uh, like mean... Stephen Byrne was involved, for example. Yeah, That's but this cool. means I'd have to read a page written by Kieran Gillen, and I don't know if I want to do that. I, I, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't mind the majority of his Vader stuff I read. So, but it's it's a really fun experiment. I thought and it, it does showcase just, just what different up... artists bring to the storytelling, not yeah. just the visual look. I'm just trying yeah. to upset Connor. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I know. Brush him right over it. He, he, yeah, he knows. Uh, Once a future is so good, guys. Yeah. Okay. I got. I gotta get to that again to read. Anyways, so what, what, what are we rating Batman? Yeah, what are we rating Batman? Uh, yeah, Matt, what you got? Uh, I, I'm giving this a six. Connor? Yeah, I can't go higher than a six without, fortunately. 
Yeah, I was going to six as well. But my, my, my thinking is, I think the story for me, for the most part, is pretty much an eight. But the two point, uh, the art just has to take two points off. Yeah, because yep. it looks like shit. So we're kind of all exactly in line on this. Yeah, but I, I'm still late at the run. I'm still excited for the rest of the run. I'm not like we barely even talked about stuff like you know the the villains. You know they've they've got like a, a clayface style body double for, yeah. for Cheshire in there, and and, and Deathstroke's kind of playing the long game which makes me wonder if they're going to bring in clayface into the story in some way i feel like tiny mate want to like give clayface some sort of closure yeah. because of you know what he's running well, as a detective and th- and that's where whatever issues i have i trust i i've read enough tiny now that i i trust him to handle batman like because i love that tech run yeah. so much that i i trust him so yeah, and I mean it's too late now, but it, it, like all the tiny stuff from DC was on sale last week. Uh, so if you wanted yeah. to go and grab any of that stuff, you could have done it for cheap. Uh, this week it's a Warren Ellis sale, and we'll see what oh, next week's sale is. Uh, but uh, yeah, that'll take us on to Superman issue nineteen. Brian Michael Bendis writing with Ivan Reese on the art, and this is the first real post reveal, you know, post identity mm-hmm. reveal issue. Um, and I mean, I pretty much loved this. I'm assuming Matt did too. Mm-hmm. I did too. Yeah. Um, Perry White, Bendis is Perry White's the most I think I've ever loved Perry since uh, Lane Smith on, on Lois and Clark. Yeah. Um, like he's just he's you know it it opens and Clark it's so weird to me too Clark not wearing glasses, and it's it's made I was gonna make a post about this um, on Twitter, I I completely styled my my glasses off of Clark Kent and now that's all for nothing. <laughs> so, what, so now they're JJ Abrams is... glasses. Is there's another book that makes a point of going, eh, he's just going to keep wearing them out of habit. It's yeah. not with him sometimes, so, I think. I mean, before we go yeah. into the actual main scenes, though, it is worth mentioning there's a page at the start here where the Daily Planet's destroyed. Presumably this is earlier. Yeah. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't say, you know, you know, like, you know, a week earlier or whatever when we go to the next page. It's no. just it's just there. Uh, but it's worth mentioning. This, this is a pre- they explain that. That is a... That is, they they hired someone to mock up what would look the Daily Planet would look like. Oh, you're right. If Superman, like, yeah, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books this week. Okay, I forgot, <laughs> forgot what the explanation was. But, but yeah, and so I thought that was real funny, uh, and it plays into what Bendis has been doing with the first page in these books. Yeah, how it's an internet thing. Um, so, but I really love the where it looks like Perry's telling telling Clark, you know, I you've been lying to me. The the lawyers are going to have a field day because you've been Superman this whole time. You've been, you've been interviewing yeah. Superman and passing yeah. it off. Yeah. Like, and, and then he goes, okay, so you're fired, but Clark, Cal, Superman, whatever you're going by, you're hired because you're an award-winning, you know, reporter and you're real good at your job still. Yeah. I, um, I also kind of took it as well, technically before it was an alias. So it didn't really mean anything yeah. you were hired. So now exactly. I'm going to, now I'm going to hire you knowing who you are. Uh, exactly. and make it more official this, Everything this above the board. entire stuff this entire conversation in Perry's office with uh, Perry and Lois, Jimmy's there taking photos as well, a recording video um, everything here is an extremely good example of why when you have a status quo for as long as you have a status quo like this one, which is Superman and Secret Identities, Clark Kent yep. and you finally say, hey, let's actually explore what happens when we decide for good reasons to change that and have the character have growth. Now, I'm not saying that every time we have growth in comics, it has to be something as big as this where a character completely no. changes the status quo thing. But these, this is a great example of just doing that opens all these new doors and lets us explore new things. This, this is exactly why anyone who said that Superman shouldn't be married or Spider-Man shouldn't be married, I hate you. I hate your opinions is, because... But this is what Bendis does, though. Look what he did with Daredevil where he turned him into the kingpin. 
But this is growth. Right? This, this is growth. And yeah. people are so scared of that in comics. And comics yeah. are at their stalest when they're so scared of actually having characters. And I'm not saying, again, you have to completely reshape what the character is every right. single time to have... <laughs> just just do something meaningful and challenge the character in a way that they've not been challenged before. Uh, and this is a challenge for Clark, where everyone knows he's dead. And I'm, for, yeah, I'm, I'm not inc- including the New 52 thing, where it was all right. retconned and Lois revealed he's dead. I'm not, this, this is Clark uh, choosing to do this. Count. Exactly. Um, I, I also love that, that Perry is like, you know, this is the biggest thing to happen unless, you know, Batman revealed his identity and comes right for us. Did, do you know if Batman wants to come right for us? <laughs> like I thought, I thought that was real fun. Yeah. Well, this um, is the thing. Like, they, like that's just a joke that Perry's fully aware that Superman knows the secret identities of everyone else. And he's like, Hey, you know, if you can get Batman, he come in and gives an exclusive, yeah. you know, by all means. Uh, like, well, yeah, and, and I love that Jimmy's constantly referring to them as his pals. You know, we're friends of Superman's pals. Uh, I love that running, going through yeah, there. Yeah, and you and know, then, and, and Perry asks, like, you know, is the byline still Clark Kent? And there's also the little joke as well where he says that he's been, you know, like, he's like, hey, I, I can understand being late with deadlines, but you've got super speed. And yep. Clark, Clark says that, oh, I mean, all those typos, that was just, you know, so that my wife's Solidarity. work yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. stand out as much. And Lois is like, oh, that's not true. And he's like, actually not as that's completely true. And she's like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. Yeah, like, oh, thanks. But honestly, though, the big uh, moment for me is when they walk out of his office, though, and everyone's just sort of standing, staring, and uh, Trish comes up and hugs them and thanks them for saving her, you know, a week ago, whatever it was, uh, and says how she felt really guilty because she had that photo of him and Lois, you know, when he was dressed as Superman, and she had to do the gossip thing. Oh, and she sat on it. Yeah. She's like, I didn't... And, and thank you for, you know, I didn't want to break up a marriage right yeah and she says I, how, I a, she, a gossip columnist. yeah she says that deep down she kind of felt that something was like mm-hmm. even though on, on face value this looks like lois is cheating on her husband she right. said that deep down it felt like something was right even though it, she yep. couldn't have any have any of knowing no, and he, then we, you know the rest of this two-page layout we have everyone starts clapping and then you know other characters come up and start hugging them you know cat comes up and hugs them and, and so yep. on and so on um it's this moment of everyone just coming up and thanking him for being Superman. It's actually a really sweet, endearing yeah. moment. This is this is exactly the type of scene that doing this story gives you, and yep. why it's worth exploring. Well, yeah, and then and then he goes to the Hall of Justice to go meet with everyone else, and there's a big, big roundtable scene of everyone yeah. waiting for him, and that's where you get the you know to be continued in Superman Heroes yeah, yeah, next yeah. month. But uh, the I, one pan, the, the one thing in that panel. That cracks me up is Plastic Man. Yeah, yeah. Morphing into Superman, taking off his his jacket and revealing the S and whatnot. I thought that yeah. was real cool. Well, worth mentioning uh, here, uh, Naomi's in that that two page uh, spread. Mm-hmm. As is Harley Quinn. I guess Harley Quinn's invited to the Hall of Justice meetings now. She, she's <laughs> if you're reading the Jersey Hauser Harley and Ivy book, you know that she's a card carrying Justice League member now. Oh really? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair like, enough. She she got the card from Batwoman. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. So yeah. presumably. <laughs> We're going to get the less the the rest of this meeting uh, in Superman yeah. Heroes issue one, so that sets that up, and then the back chunk of the issue sets up where the story's going for this this arc, uh, where there's a meeting between all the alien races, all the unified planets. They're there for a meeting. Superman's supposed to be there; he's not quite there yet. And Mongol shows up oh, and starts, oh. you know, t- wrecking house. He's like, "No, this United thing's no, that's not happening. Not under my watch." Like Superman's a chump. Yeah. Uh, Superman shows up. We have a bit of a fight scene. And the end of this issue is basically the Mongol does actually beat down Superman. He's not dead or anything, obviously, but uh, no. he's, he's beat down. He's calling him. And he's like, no, we're not going to do this. You're not getting United Planets. Um, 
and Mongol beats him to a pulp and he calls him a bunch of hypocrites and we get this great full page spread at the end of Mongol just standing over you know Superman victorious yeah. oh. um, I, am I love gonna... Mongol as a villain so much because he's such a bully yeah he's he is the Brock Lesnar of Superman villains. <laughs> I, you know I, what I mean? I'm digging that we're getting a Mongol story uh, yeah. as, as the actual action plot of this. Yep. Uh, and, and for the longest time, I've associated Mongol with with Green Lantern, but Mongol's the villain of my favorite Superman story ever of the um, for the man who has everything. Hmm. You know, and that end where he goes Mongol burn, and he just hits him with the the heat vision after he's ripped him out of the the Black Mercy timeline where krypton never exploded and whatnot so the fact now that we're going to get more of this and basically mongol can't have a united planets right because he's a warlord and if the planets are united then he can't divide and conquer you know uh so and and here he's such a bully he he shows up and, and basically ends up getting the united planet leaders to kind of start not turning on each other but he starts playing at their their distrust of one another you know, with with the dominators not wanting to to get involved and and Tamarin taking the lead and whatnot. So, but yeah, no, Mongol's a cool villain. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking that, but obviously it's the heart of the first half that I really liked. And you know, Ivan Reese, yeah. of course. You know, we don't really talk about the art sometimes that much when it's the yeah. same artist who's been on the book and and whatever. But I, I think you know, it it's really feeling like he's the main artist of this book, even though he's not always been there for every issue and he's he's had some help here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, no, I'm digging it. I'm, dig- I'm you know, I, I think it's funny to me how... Now, we'll see what Action Comics is like this month, but it's, it's continuing yeah. the, the previous thing, which we didn't like. Well, so it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting so, that Action and Superman have kind of swapped as to which one's the better well, of the two. And and now it's, a, it's also a great, you know, Bendis writing both is you have the Invisible Mafia, right? And the whole thing is not to be seen. And then you have Superman doing the opposite of that. We're going, hey, this is who I am now. Yeah. And 100% transparency. And she owns... The Daily Planet. So there's a, a little reference here of, of Perry saying that he talked to the owner and, and whatnot, and what this means going forward. So I wonder how she's gonna respond now, knowing that. Yeah, that was the other part I liked. Is uh, obviously Lois pointing out something that we said last issue was that uh, yep. like all the villains know that he's associated with us anyway. Yep. So you know they could have attacked yeah. it you know before. But then the other part I liked is basically Perry saying, "I think all the supervillains are just so confused by this happening that, that, that yeah. it's been really quiet." <laughs> right now yeah. they don't know what to do like why yeah so um but so. no it's good and this is a, again when i heard he's revealing his identity as a fan i hate change right as a comic fan but bennis has proved adept at, at this whether you know all his marvel work, work of him changing status quos i mean he he officially added wolverine to the avengers for a while yeah like so, I think my reaction you know, was the opposite because to me this was like no finally doing something that's really shaking up like what you know yeah. this means to be but in a way that, that feels like it's right where he's making the choice and you know likewise yeah. I would think Alfred dying in Batman was a was a the fine choice to make for a big story it was just mm-hmm. the way it was handled that I didn't like um, yeah exactly yeah um, so just it's a difference so what, what's your rating this one Pete. Uh, this is a happy happy nine out of ten for me yeah hey me too. Yeah, I didn't know if I was gonna go eight point five, but the more we talked, the more I bumped it up. So <laughs> also, yeah, nine out of ten. I'm gonna start giving Matt yellow cards for uh, backseat hosting here. He keeps trying to take take. I'm moving this along. <laughs> you give me yellow cards, put me in the penalty box. I'm gonna come out and do it again. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna give Matt any trouble. All right, uh, that was uh, Superman issue nineteen. That'll take us on to Batman Superman issue six. Yeah. 
uh, which I'm putting before Hell or Risen just because, I mean, I read them the other way around, but I think this one actually makes more sense first, given what's in each yeah. one. I, I read this... this one first, and this takes place before even the first Hell or Risen. It does, yeah. So. yeah. Um, the, the only reason why I think this one feels like it's first is because this is the one where they put, you know, Evil Gordon into a cell, and then he's already in the cell yep. in the next one, so it just makes more sense. Yeah, no, this is the first thing I read this week, just because I wanted to know, you know, going forward, what what's this? Because uh, we know where it was going based off of solicits, mm-hmm. so I want to know if this is where those seeds get going, um, and 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 it does by the end. Yeah. Um, but no, this was this was a solid. I like how they have to go get Wonder Woman, and, and let her know, and she's definitely not happy. Yeah. And they realize uh, just, just that... for the record before we go further, uh, Joshua Williamson yeah. writing with David Marquez oh. uh, on the on the oh, art. Uh, but the yeah, art... it ties into uh, Supergirl as well, of course, because you know yeah. Wonder Woman showed up in that at the behest of yep. Batman Superman, and she's pissed at them. You two have been keeping yeah. your secrets. You you let a lot of this happen. You could have came and got help, but you didn't. Yep. Um. So I like well, that stuff. It, you know what it reminds me of is right before Infinite Crisis, when all the heroes are on. Mm. You know mm. that basically Alexander Luther. The way that that John spins it was. Luther had done such a good, or Alexander Luther had done such a good job at isolating them all that they, you know, by the time they figured out what was happening, it would be too late, you know. Uh, and and I feel that's kind of what's happening here, and that's part of the Batman Who Laughs plan, is you know, let them keep having their secrets, and the more secrets they have, the more you know splintered they're going to be. And I love that Wonder Woman's own point points it out. No, what do you? It's what we're here for. Right, we're going through this shit again. (laughs) Yeah, like stop. Yeah, one of my favorite moments. I like that a lot. Yeah, one of my favorite moments here is, uh, you know, when she's asking them questions as she's still fighting all these monsters that they've, you know, they've, yeah. they've caught her doing. Uh, you know, she she shouts out, "Is there a cure?" Because this is right after she's brought up Donna, because Donna's one of the infected, right. and she yells yeah. out, "Is there a cure?" As she does this sort of ground pound thing to like, you know, blast all the monsters away, yeah. and you can just you can feel the anger as she's like mid fight, like she's taking her frustration yeah. out on these monsters. These, I mean, the monsters were dangerous. Don't get me wrong, but these poor unsuspected monsters look, did not expect well, they what they look were getting. Like they're made out of clay. It's almost like this is her danger room. Yeah, I can see like, that. Right, and uh, one of one of them's a chimera because you got it's got a snake tail and a lion body, um, and one of them's a Medusa. Uh, the one looks like a kind of a minotaur type thing, right? Am I remembering that right? Um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, it's almost like your training simulation. Yeah, uh, but no, our, yeah, they basically sort of take her advice and go off and do their own thing for a little bit. Batman yep. fights Scarecrow, Superman's fighting. Yep. Metallo. Metallo. Was that Metallo? Yep. Is that what Metallo's like now? So. Okay, fair enough. And he's, uh, he's, got, he's got the yeah. human face on the robot body. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah that's Corman. That uh, was a great two-page spread, or one-page spread of uh, Batman and Superman. Okay. Like, it's like, it's just drawn as if they're in the same place, but it's actually they're yeah. in different places, and like the, the villain in the ground is like half Scarecrow, half Metallo, and they're standing over him. And you've got the different backgrounds behind them with the cities yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just... wherever Clark is. Sure, cool. That, that's Gorgeous. not a city. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then they sort of meet up afterwards, and uh, this this is where he mentions you know he's wearing the glasses, even though everyone knows who he is. And I, I'm pretty sure that is just for the sake of the fact that 90% of artists would struggle to differentiate the the two of them True. if they didn't have I, the glasses. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, but I feel like, but Marquez is such a good artist, no. and I feel like he'd have his. Yeah, no. Yeah. Marquez could clearly pull it off. Um, yeah. I, I think it's more just a hey, if we're doing them in the same book maybe keep the glasses just to keep it clear for the readers what i liked uh about this is that they meet over the the place where uh, batman who laughs cave was and you know whatever yeah. was this gotham or trouble i can't remember what city this was in that's that's gotham because that's yeah. crinelli 
yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, quite right, yeah. The theater. But they're, you know, they're, it's underneath that, and you know, we're seeing them sort of like, you know, the construction workers are pulling things out of it. And I kind of, I kind of like seeing this this place again, but with the, the daylight kind of pouring into it. it, it give it this kind of interesting, like, you know, the whole shining a light on the, the stuff that's hidden kind yeah. of vibe. How, how often do you yeah. see Crime Alley Something. in daylight? Exactly, yeah. No, just, well, yeah, because there's a saying that, that, you know, shining a light sanitizes things. Hell, actually, it's right? just, to add to that point, how often do we see Gotham City in daylight? Not that often. No. I mean, not super often, but I can think of times. I can't actually ever recall. Oh, sure. No, I'm not saying crime alley. I'm not life. saying never. I'm just saying, like, like we see them standing in the street in the daylight, and it's again, it's this idea of we're in the daylight, you know, shining a light on something. So it, it's good. I just realized that Gotham City always is covered with a storm, much like uh, Skull Island. It's just got a <laughs> constant storm over it, so it's always overcast. Does that mean uh, Batman Kong in this analogy? <laughs> A little, yeah. Yeah, he's the protector. No. I can see that. I can see that making sense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then, so that catches up where so that now they've teamed up again to go talk to Gordon because the, the Gordon conversation actually was you know set further ahead and we come back yeah. to it at the end. Um, yeah. So and he's all you know monologuing and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and then the end of the book actually teases uh, two other characters who have not been in the book yet. Uh, oh. Two villains teaming up. Mm. We have Zod. Yep. And Razal Ghul. Yeah. Facial hair game on lock. Yeah, I know. Between the pair of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also look fantastic. Our art in this book has been uh, so solid. I think the weird the weird thing about this book is that it's so tied into setting up this, uh, you know, Hell Arisen stuff. Hell and that ties into Supergirl that it does feel a little bit held back by all the things that it seems like it's setting up. Um, I kind of like that once it, you know, after the Wonder Woman meeting, it kind of felt like it became its own thing again. Even though it's still tying into all that stuff, it felt like, okay, we're actually going to explore Batman and Superman and how they feel about all this stuff. Because mm-hmm. up until that point, and to an extent in the last couple of issues, felt like, no, this, this, these are here to set up the crossover stuff. Uh, yeah. So that, that's been the main thing. Even though I think it's been really solidly written the entire time, the one thing that's been kind of dragging it down a little bit is just the, it's kind of exists to set up other things as opposed to just be its yeah, own story. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's had the thing like the whole time. I feel like it feels a bit mundane and it's just being raised by great art uh, a mm-hmm. lot of the time. Uh, yeah. No, that, that's very fair. Um, you know, it, it feels like it's a, it's a cog in the, in like the, the greater clockwork of it's, what's going on. That's why I'm excited for where it's going to go. Mm. Once you introduce the Raz and Zod connection that, uh, See where this goes. Yeah, because because Raz, Raz and Zod, I think, are going to be this book's own thing. Well, this is not going to be something that's yeah. doing with the other stuff. So oh. I, I'm happy about that. Uh, if this is a cog in the wheel, though, it's one of the better cogs in the wheel that we've had. And remote largely that may be because of the art. But um, you know, I enjoyed the issue. I, I you know, I was into it. Um, as as far as you know, issues that are just there to service the universe go. I thought it was a pretty solid one, even if it's yeah. not an amazing thing on its own. So. Uh, excited to see uh, what Williamson keeps doing. It's nice to be excited for a Williamson book because the other one he's doing is in Rocky mm-hmm. Wars. Yeah. Matt, what are you uh, giving? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give us an eight. Cool, Connor. Um, I was going to give it a six, but I'm going to give it a seven. Just looking at the art again. Okay, I'm going to give it. I kind of want to give it the eight, but I'm going to go with seven point five. I just I don't think it stands alone enough for me to give it that. Uh, but really, really good stuff. Uh, so that is Batman Superman issue six, uh, which will take us neatly on to uh, Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen issue two, James Tynion the fourth, writing with Steve Epstein and Javier Fernandez on the art. Um, it was funny as I like both of these artists, Epting more so out of the two. Yeah. Um, mm. 
I, I do think it suffers from having them having to share the book because yep you know, yeah. I, I don't have just that great book of Eptin or even just that solid book of Fernandez or I have this weird mixed yep. bag uh, which is kind of a shame uh, yeah. they this don't is exactly the complement each other either do they? No, they're very different no, no, no. Um, uh, this is the most I've liked Apex Lex yeah. um, and, and I'm going to credit that with Tynan um, which is weird because Tynan has written yeah. Apex Lex at least a handful of issues by now yeah oh yeah him being like okay this guy thinks he's got it um just when he shows up to mercy uh and it was like yeah i gave you a a, what is it an eight figure eight figure sum as a retainer just as a retainer stop stop going and meeting with criminals you're you're above that see what he said eight figure i actually stopped him wait a minute eight figures how many millions is is that million that's 10 million (laughs) you son of a bitch Yeah. No, no wonder well, she's excited. complaining to her mom and going, yeah, you know, my last boss blew up the office I was using, so now I'm out of a job. And I'm just like, yeah, this stuff only happens in comics. Like, I love how crazy that <laughs> yeah. is. But as we're reading, we're like, yeah, no, that's definitely something that happened. Yeah. And she has to deal with it now. I think. Uh, and she has that moment of, hang on a second, did you say eight figures? Like halfway yeah. through uh-huh. the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, so, my dislike of Apex Legs, I think, does bring this book down a bit for me. I, I like... I like some of the beats of it. I like, I like Kara being like, hey, you know, my cousin always beat you because of this or, you know, whatever yeah. she says to him. Like, I like that personal stuff kind of seeping in. Yep. Um, but, like, because, like, I'm not super in love with Apex Lex and what that's been Justice League. Uh, and I, I've liked, obviously, Batman Superman more, but, like, I, I'm not sure I'm thrilled about the idea of Apex Lex <laughs> versus Batman Who Laughs Army, you know? Honestly, this is the most he's felt, like, the real like shining through when yeah. he's going oh, Kinda, I, yeah, you, I can you, see it's that. not my powers that's going to kill you it's my mind yeah. and and that ego that's that's Lex yeah uh, that's and that's what I want that's what's missing I don't want him like this whole thing of like well no uh, Perpetua and we're gonna you know become our true selves like well no you're gonna become monsters like don't forget that Lex like we we all know this no yeah. matter you know um and. No, so so I know I like that with the I'm gonna beat you with my mind, and then you know that's what he does. Yeah, he actually uh, beats the entire team of infected uh, on uh, his own, which uh-huh. pretty easily, pretty easily. Which well, is and that's yeah, because he doesn't care. He wants just to win. It's not like Batman and Superman and everyone else who has to hold back because these are their friends. He's just like, nah, they're in my way. Yeah, I think it's more just uh, the idea that it, it's five on one still. Yeah, is it five or is it? I think it's five. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. A, it just deflates them a little bit. They don't feel like <laughs> like they're that good anymore. I, I really like oh. how he beats Shazam. Okay. Yeah, he he makes him you know don't yeah. say the word. He uses, yeah. uses his, his Martian telepathy that he's got yeah. and just yeah. it's like, yeah. hey Billy, say the word. Yeah, yeah, you know I and then he can't say it. Yeah, to change back and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah he, was... he just drugs him, doesn't he? Yeah, yep. and, uh, Batman who laughs goes and uh, has he's just got the Phantom Stranger trapped. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting to me because what's his deal now? Because New Fifty Two, he was actually Judas. Uh, uh, yeah, so... I don't think we have gotten rid of that yet. No. Uh, I don't recall anything contradicting it. Uh, oh. I could be wrong. So we'll, yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, in in Mark Wade's kingdom, he's part of the Quintessence, you know, so he's God level. So, but whatever Batman Hilas has planned, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> And as we alluded to, uh, he hires Mercy back with his eight figures uh, to yeah. help her, or to help him, sorry. Um, and then we go to the Hall of Justice, and we have this kind of big twist here, uh, as as Lex sort of like disguises himself as Animal Man, because uh, he obviously with, with the Martian, obviously 
stuff that he's got he can shapeshift now uh, yep. and he gets into uh, the hall of justice he wants to speak to gordon um he wants he wants some of gordon's blood because that's yeah. that's the thing all the all the samples he took from the the other were five damaged. were damaged yeah. for one reason or another yeah he so he, yeah he's basically trying to cure everyone but we find out that the that gordon's actually infected all of the like the b-tier justice league members who were hanging around so we see the- mess mess martian hawking dove booster gold like they're all infected now yeah i kind of love the- this well, yeah, it, I like that it was the the Titans team that we had last seen. Mm. That was, you know, when when Dick was on that team, they, you know, uh, he had he had Natasha Irons there too, um, and whatnot. So I like bringing them back so they don't seem forgotten. Yeah, um, well, and it ties in with the metal stuff too because they they were all brought together because of the metal. Well, there's another uh, book uh, this week that ties heavily into some of the stuff in Titans. We'll get to that yeah. uh, later. Yeah. Which was very surprising and out of nowhere, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I, I kind of could have done without it, but we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, and then the final uh, scene, because that's not the cliff. That could have been the cliffhanger, is, you know, all these, yeah, like, yeah. rest of these Justice League members. Batman as a whole damn Justice League. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would have worked. Uh, but we have one final scene. Uh, Mercy is a way to essentially recruit the Joker. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. I, I assume that Lex thinks that he needs fire to fight with fire. He needs the Joker to fight the Batman who laughs. Well, and this goes into the Titan stuff that we read originally, where Joker left the the Injustice League because he had the Batman who laughs hold up, mm. and he's like, "Nah, I, I I don't like this here. This is bad." Yeah, and, I, and yeah. I have to say, I'm not a big fan of the art in this last page. I think Joker's no. face is yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's very pointy. Very yeah, he's got a big pointy chin, like more yep. so than he should. Uh, yeah. This is uh, yeah. Fernandez at the end, right? Yeah, it will be. Yeah. And yeah. Fernandez is pretty solid most of the time. I I, uh, have, I wonder how late in the game they had to add him into this to get it finished. It is interesting that it's very uh, chronologically Fernandez once it swap, swaps to him. Yeah. 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 Like, it's not like back and forth. It's not split for a reason. It's, it's, I think it's when we cut to, to, to Mercy. Which, de- which definitely makes it feel like it was, oh, Epti's not going to finish this. We have to swoop in someone else after a certain page. It doesn't feel like much thoughts went into, you know, yeah like you know who's got what or anything like that which is a shame uh and they can't really delay these issues because this is like a little you know mini event that's going to lead into other things so yeah yeah it sucks um... uh, i mean it's okay like, i you know I, I don't hate it I, I think there's some fun stuff in here it's definitely i'm really i'm i've said this the last like three months for the sounds of it by now but i'm so ready to be done with year of the villain <laughs> so uh, I, I wasn't like that supposed stuff, to be a 2019 though. thing yeah <laughs> Yeah, so on the upside, we should definitely be done with it. Come um, the solicits for May because May should be the start of whatever's next. Yeah, oh, thank God. So we can get away from this year of the villain bollocks and move on with our lives. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt, what are you giving year of the villain? Uh, I'm gonna give this a seven point five. Une- uneven art, and but the story I thought was really really good. It's weird to say that with Epting though, because Epting never has uneven art. Because yeah, yeah, if you go back to like his yeah. Batwoman issues uh, back yeah. early in Rebirth, I mean those were like yeah. gorgeous. Every panel was a thing of art, a beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Carl- I kind of miss that book from time to time. Like that first. I missed the first arc. The- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that first arc is. I think about how good that was. And it, then it and became, it. oh, look, it's a, it's every other Batwoman story. Yeah. yeah. The rest of it was okay and readable. It just wasn't that great either. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right, Carl, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to give it a straight seven, similar reasons. Yeah, I, I like it, I like, especially uh, like Lex in this issue, which is weird, but uh, not, not, you know, the art's a bit uneven. That's fair. Uh, I'll give it a 6.5. 
uh, the uneven art, um, you know, I'm, I'm not like, I mean, I like some of what this is doing. I like its interactions with Mercy. I agree that it's kind of the most Lex has felt like Lex in a while, but uh, I'm still just kind of not into the Apex stuff and, and so on. Like, so uh, 6.5 from me. All right, that'll take us on to Shazam, issue 10. Jeff Johns writing with Dale Eaglesham and Scott Collins on the art. Only two artists this time, you know, that makes a change for this book. Only so, two. again... Yeah, still, it's it's real rough. The transitions in between. This, yeah. this is exactly why I dropped the book. I yeah, I want to love this book so much. I do, <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like John's heart's not in it right now, um, and and that kind of hurts. And you're gonna have a cover against them fighting against a gingerbread army, and that army does not show up. Oh, so it's mad, a little mad. Yeah, I yeah. I, I actually I, mean, I like this issue well enough. Uh it's you know, I, I it's fine and for what it does, you know, the whole I don't like how they dealt with King Kid so quickly. Sure. Um with with the wizard. So King Kid's, you know, invading because he, you know, he's betrayed, he wants to be the seventh member. But the the wizard shows up and basically sends him away. Um and I, I do like that Billy questions that, where he's like, at a certain point, he's like, well, you know, like, King Kid started off right. He just, he, it got away from him. And well, that's maybe, we a, be... that's maybe a hint that the wizard's not all right right now. Like, because when we get yeah. to the end of the book, obviously it's clearly implying the wizard's doing some dark stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, so, so I like that. I just, I'm still not keen on, on his dad being a, a you know, member. Of well, the... <laughs> is that going to be a problem next issue? Oh, no. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I do like that Taki Tani's there now. Oh yeah. I love this. Stuff. It's like, cause he's, he's yeah. cooking dinner. He's like in the kitchen and yeah. the parents are like, Hey, vegan, do you want any help? Or <laughs> vegan tacos, vegan tacos. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and I love that. I love that. Is it Eugene is like, no, there's no meat in these. What the hell? Yeah, it, it makes sense too, though that, yeah. that 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 Tony would want to be vegan. It makes sense, given yeah. you know yeah, exactly. Uh, and I like that Johns has pulled off Tony in that because remember in the uh, him the the Johns and Frank back up to Justice League. Yeah, Tony was a a tiger that was at the Philadelphia Zoo. Um, so I do like that he managed to make Tony. You know, he's from the Wildlands, and now he's here to help the the Batsons. Well, not the Batsons, yeah. but the, the Shazam family. And I, I actually, uh, I really digged all the stuff with uh, Savannah and uh, Mister Mind and setting well, up. Well, that was the reveal, yeah, of the Monsterlands weren't always the Monsterlands. Uh, they started off as the Godlands, which is very Jason Aaron Thor. I started to think like it was where the you know they built the Rock of Eternity to be the Nexus, so they could come and go to all these lands as they saw fit. But the Godlands are where the like. They weren't exactly gods, but they were high-powered individuals. Yeah. And then um, it got away from them, and they ended up turning it into a prison. And there were any of the any of the people that would rise up against the wizard and his allies, they would send them to the Monsterlands, and it, that's where the Monster it, Society It serves a lot of corruption into the wizards uh, and the, yep. all that mythology and the backstory. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked like, you know, when Savannah like, opens the door, or Mr. Mind and Savannah open the door, and we have this creepy ventriloquist dummy who kind of leads them the dummy. Uh, to the boat. Like, it's, it's, I like the horror element there. Um, and then we get the, the backstory, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of digging what it's doing here with uh, setting up all this stuff. Like I said, I like all the family stuff, but Tony, you know, at dinner table with them, and... Um, and, you know, if this is setting up that the wizard is kind of nefarious and can't be trusted, because, you know, the book ends with him killing Billy's dad. 
because yeah. th- this is not supposed to be the seventh. This is this is not what I wanted. So he kills him essentially at the end of the, the issue. Um, well, d- does he kill him though, or does he just steal the power from him, take it back? So I feel like he just took it back. I thought he looks pretty dead lying there on the floor to me. I don't know, man. He get hit by lightning. Hey, I don't know. I didn't read him as he died. I just read that he took the power back. Um, but if he's dead, then I mean, problem solved for me. Because I I, you know? I I I took this as he goes to say Shazam, but the wizard interrupts it halfway through the word by striking him with lightning, you know, and killing him. Yeah, that's how I read it. But I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe when we get to the next issue, it'll it'll feel differently. Because uh, the wizard's like all, all alone in the room, like sort of like just brooding for most yeah. of the issue. It's like he's thinking of how to try to solve his problems, and that's kind of what his solution ends up being. Um, yeah. But it's uh it's interesting. So you but no, I, I like the extended family stuff. I like Tony being there and uh like you know, I, I think a lot of what I like this book for is in this issue. If anything, I think I like this more than I like some of the stuff when they were actually in the various lands because that, that felt like it went on a bit too long. Maybe that was just because of the delays and it just it felt so drawn out. Yeah. Um I, I think having them back with the family and uh having all this stuff where they interact again the art is kind of pit and miss because it is swapping the artists, unfortunately. Um, but you know, I, I like that we're teasing the Monster Society for next issue. You know, because that's kind of what the, the yeah. end of the Savannah stuff is like. Oh, we're going to open this door and get the Monster Society out here. Yeah. So, so the dummy is a Golden Age character. He fought the Vigilante, um, and so he he's been banished there. But I'm looking at the rest of of the Monster Society of Evil, and there's a lot of a lot of characters. Um, besides, yeah, Savannah, you have Ibok, who I remember Ibok showing up in. A Justice Society story, one of the first ones I remember reading. Um, and Mary, I think Mary Marvel rips out his tongue when she's when she's going evil. And that was part of the thing, so he can't talk, can't say the word to turn him into the evil version of Shazam. Mm. Um, but you have like you have Mr. Adam, the atomic robot, King Cole, the Beast Man, um, Ogar, the <laughs> the world's mightiest immortal, once a disciple of Shazam. <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these other characters show up. I just yeah. I don't know, man. The King Kid thing, I just... I know it's a piece later, but I just felt that that was so rushed. You know? Uh, and for fair. We spent so much time in the Funlands early on just to have it get... Yeah, you know, I um, guess... He's away. I, I guess my oh. feeling on it is that I was I was kind of sick of that stuff a little bit, so I was glad they wrapped up. I, I guess my, my, my feeling is that this is okay. They just spent too long on in the first place, so it feels rushed in that sense. Yeah. It's just the series is very uneven and without the delays. Like, yeah. again, I, I wanted a Shazam book for so long. I mean, it's starting to smooth out. Like, I mean, the last couple of issues yeah. have been, you know, reasonably spaced month to month. Yeah. So hopefully that, yeah. that holds. And um, now, and obviously there's a tease of Superboy Prime. That's the other thing is uh, there's basically Superboy Prime has been held captive and he's not actually one of the things that they want to let out. It's like, no, 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 he's different yeah. from everyone else. Leave him there. So we get a teaser Superboy Prime, which is kind of fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah, when was the last time we saw Superboy Prime? Oh, yeah, I'm not talking the the Elseworlds. It's Elseworld been Black. before New Fifty Two. Can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably. So how did he end up here? Was it around Final Crisis time? Well, he would. Lo- it was. It was Legend of the Legion of Three Worlds. That was. The, I think that was definitely the last prominent story he had. Yeah. Uh, he definitely didn't show up at all in New 52 yeah no and he didn't show up in Rebirth so far despite the, despite the fact that we were thinking Superman Reborn was going to lead to Superboy Prime for a while uh, every week for like six months was Matt was like I'm telling you guys it's, it's, it's Superboy Prime it's Prime time it's Prime time baby 
Well, uh, and then it got brought back up in Flash with the, who's ever in that armor, hmm. whoever that Paradox character is going to be. It's not him now. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a fair, I mean, a little uneven, but I, I dug it for the most part. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? Uh, I'm going to give it 7.5. I love how I was more positive and I'm giving it a 7, but, you know, 7 out of 10 for me. Uh, Matt's well, we all know how my thing goes. I'm looking up just a weird point, right? I gotta find this out. That was funny. He kind of covered his mouth as he said that. So I was like, I'm looking up Prime. Superboy Prime. <laughs> Superboy Prime. <laughs> He's actually just shopping on Amazon. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not allowed on Amazon after uh, the last time, so... <laughs> <laughs> Might might have might have tried to order some uh, some uh, street hockey pucks, and Ash was like, "No, we're going to Disneyland next weekend." And I was like, "Okay, well, they're they're going to be on the way." And <laughs> it didn't go through. <laughs> Let's just say it didn't go through. Okay, uh, right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's just a uh, seven out of ten for me. Uh, that'll take us on then to Batgirl issue forty three. Cecile Castellucci writing with Cian. Turn me on the, or sorry, tore me. Sorry, on the R. Uh, so, this, this, I did not expect this at all. I mean, I, I could have read the solicits, admittedly, and expected it, but I didn't. So, uh, this is a sequel story to the last arc of the Titans book, which, which was, I didn't read. Yeah, which you didn't read. And I, I, this is this is the weird thing, Matt. Is early on in this issue, they showed this like writer, and they were talking about how he was making mm-hmm. this a world, and I was like, this seems a lot like that Titan story. And then the very I, next, I. The very yeah. next page had our editors saying this was in. I was like, "Oh, is this thing? It's exactly that thing yeah. from Titans." <laughs> no, I I immediately remember that because I remember it was Tales of Unearth, mm-hmm. and I I liked that stuff in Titans. I thought it was a, it was a lot of fun, and you know he's essentially George R R Martin, um, and this might be the first thing that Castellucci's written that I outright didn't like. Yeah, I... I thought it was messy. See, I'm different than you, Matt. I I thought that was easily the worst part of that Titans run, was that last arc. Yeah, no. I didn't like it. uh, Um, So, I... I I, I, I felt kind of rough with this as soon as it became clear that's what it was doing. Um, Yeah. And I don't know, it's so weird, because this has nothing to do with Titans, uh, this book. No, but it's... I don't mind the story. I mind the execution. It feels like a jumbled mess at times. It wasn't fun to read. It's clunky the with stuff, so much dialogue and boxes. Yeah, and, and and the lady that he's going after, you know, that was his editor that inspired him. She's like, what is all this stuff? And then as soon as she gets there, she's she, like, oh, no, I'm queen now. Yeah, she flips, right? she, she flips instantly and is like, okay, if you're going to prove yourself, we're going to be together now, then right. <laughs> go do this thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a page early on it's the, it, it starts with her babs reading the book in the bath mm-hmm. and just look at the amount of text on that page there's so much and it doesn't so i mean that well it just feels like a chore i mean that's fair i, I, I mean I, I don't think it seems that bad though compared to some other stuff i i made a, a twitter comment last night that i was trying to catch up on my books while watching the nhl all-star skills competitions and I kept getting distracted. This was the book I was trying to read. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because, like, I actually think some of the last arc was wordier than this, to be honest. Um, yeah, but I had that problem in the last arc as well. Yeah, but the, the difference here is that I didn't like the story here. Uh, and I, yeah. I, and it was I great. It was, stuff. Sometimes I love when they bring stuff back from another book that's just kind of weird mm-hmm. and random. This was one where yeah. I'm like, 
A, I didn't like it that much in the first place, but it's becoming... I, it's, it's not just like it's, it's kind of connecting to it. It's not like in Titans when they brought Ellie Ben from Supergirl in, right? This is actually becoming the main plot of this arc. So I left well, I like I left this I, issue I, I, feeling like, oh shit, this is going to be the arc now. This is going to be like five or six issues that I don't like that much. Oh well, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I like... I like the fact that they introduced that Babs would want to read these books and that she's going to become an expert in them. I like that, that she be, that's because that's how Ben helped them help the Titans defeat this, you know, and mm. that, uh, arc. And then it just goes into him manifesting his powers in making a castle on earth and then making an unbeatable dragon. So Jason, you know, that, that feeds off Jason's fit. Not like, forget princess bride nightwing yes yeah. uh because bab's basically in her head it's like it's like the embodiment of like the two which, <laughs> which i like the idea of that of her like oh no i'm i don't want a boyfriend right now like i'm fine and by myself but am i i like i like the castellucci's addressing that struggle right like it's not just oh well now she's into jason you know mm just the rest of the execution of this i and i i don't mind fantasy stuff right i'm not like pete where swords and dragons get involved and i check out i i downright like fantasy stuff That's yeah a plus for um, me usually and so and then you introduce background to that and i'm like okay this could work and i just this was a shorter week read i didn't like it i didn't particularly like the art either like the art's not it's fine i don't hate it it's fine i don't um... feel it matches the genre of fantasy uh, that's you know, like, I, I didn't have too much problems with the art myself, admittedly, but um, for me, obviously, I, I'm not a big fantasy guy, which is probably a first hurdle for someone with this. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger problem for me is that it's just such a, a different genre of story for Batgirl that it just feels so out of left field. Like, starting this issue and being like, oh, we're doing like weird made-up worlds that she's going to travel into. It doesn't into. feel like a Batgirl story. No, this feels like something no. you would do with, I don't know, like... Maybe Wonder Woman, but definitely something like Justly Dark or something like that would maybe be more suited to like a made up world story. Well, Doom Patrol. If you want to yeah. do it with someone younger still. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um no, I do like the idea of Unearth becoming like uh Mira, right? Where it's this world that's made up only in this guy's head and that has this weird power, right? Because he's from our Earth, but Unearth isn't, right? And that because of the the metal vibration, whatever, it gave him those powers. Um, and yeah. so I like the idea of it existing in that imaginary realm, but again, I, like I don't, the, the idea of it, this, this world of yeah. stories, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, you can get really meta with that. I like yeah. that in concept. Uh, obviously I didn't read the time, so I don't know if it was executed better yeah. there in this. I just downright. No, well in, like in the Titans, he was just the maker, right? He's the creator. Right. And, and he goes in there and basically whatever he wants to do. And, and here I like the idea that he's bored and that he's been trying to create women. And I also like that, that Castellucci throws in there like, oh, yeah, the women are always underwritten in, in these books. Mm. And and so that's how they appear. That's why he's even bored with them there, that he needs the one woman he was in love with in, on and they're, all, they're they're all based on the woman he wants, but they all they all yeah. come out as twenty twos as opposed to like the you know the sixty yeah. year old that she actually is. They're all... Yeah. And he goes, this is, it's unfulfilling. So I, again, there's stuff I like, it's just not executed at all. And it's, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a shame because I've been enjoying the run and Batgirl's been consistently good. Yeah. So this is the start of Rebirth, honestly. And I feel like after this issue, I'm like, well, I'm going to not like the next five now, probably. I'm hoping this is just like a two issue arc. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to check uh, April solicits. See. Yeah, check that because if I remember right, there was that one that they they had to rewrite. Mm, that, that's right. Yeah. That, right. Well, so uh, Batgirl 46 in April. Uh, it says after a fight with Catwoman last issue. Things oh, okay, all right. Statues, I think this said so. Now, as a thing at the beginning, it says part one of two. So maybe this is just a little interlude. Okay, in that case, I'm, I feel so, be- I feel better then. One more bad issue yeah. is fine. I can lo- I can live with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't say part one of two at the start in the credits. It just says part one. Yeah, um, yeah but, if but I think uh, if she's fighting Cat. Dominico is coming back regular. So yeah, I think okay. it's just to give him a break. If she's fighting Catwoman in March, then it means then this story has to wrap up in February. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, fine, <laughs> fine. Yeah. All right, what are you giving it, Matt? <laughs> oh, this this is a, a four. I did not enjoy my time. Uh, oh, on Matt's scale, I was expecting higher than that, but fair enough. Uh, Matt, uh, Connor? <laughs> uh, I'm giving it a three and a half. Yeah, I'll go with a four. Four out of ten for me. Uh, so that'll take us on to Metal Men, issue four, Dan mm-hmm. Didio writing with Shane Davis on the art. Uh, this is... <laughs> this is what... Uh, Oh, what, what two is it that go to the, the Comic-Con thing? Lead and Ten. Lead and Ten. Yeah. Uh, and they're treated as heroes, and they're all happy that they're being heralded. Uh, also, Gold but, has a dick now. Uh, God, that was so cringe. <laughs> like, I like, I get it for laughs. Like, I'm, I still have a, a juvenile sense of humor, but coming from DDO, I'm just like, dude, come on. I will, I will, like, I will say this. I did like the moment where you know uh, Will's like date for the afternoon walks in, and he's, he says something like, "Oh yeah, I shouldn't be walking around listening for the lady." And then it goes to Tina in the foreground, uh-huh. and I thought, you know what? Actually, that was a well done moment because it, it shows that he doesn't yeah. consider her a lady. And then later on, when she's feeling jealous because she's got feelings for Will, and you know, yeah. but she's not a real but, which girl. Which is always, you know, yeah. That that's always been a thing in in Metal Men where she has those feelings for Will, but she can't act because she's not. You know, she's just a, uh, you know, she's platinum. She's she's not a person. And I like here, I mean, there's a lot of like to like here, right? Despite that cringe and then what happens at the end, it goes full DDO. Um, I like what it's, what, what the nth metal man is saying about like, no, the response, um, the reason that the response meters don't actually bring them out is because you're not harnessing their soul. What actually makes them them, um, it's kind of, keep holding them back i have to say though and will I, having to come to terms with that yeah i have to say one of my favorite laughs of the of the issue is uh before they go to the convention lead and tin came out wearing like sunglasses and hats and like yeah. we're wearing these so no one will recognize us right i love that and, and i love the the robocon and and then being there next to other robots and then the the 150s looking robot starts hitting on on lead mm. and wants to take him back up to the room i thought that was real funny uh, and then how they they need ID to get into the um, and they just put on a show, become like a, a yeah, a, a can, a tin, a tin can, yeah, and and a can opener. I thought that was really also, funny. Also, the guy running so, the guy running the guy running the show who's like dresses Amazo. He's like he complains yeah. about the the guy who's dressed as Cyber. He's like, oh, by the way, cyborgs yeah. aren't actually androids. They're not robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not robots. Yeah, um, that was real funny. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to like in here. I just. You know, uh, and then and then at the end we get one of the people that was in line to meet uh, Tin and Lead is is a kid named Kevin who turns into Omac. Yep. Like and not not brother. So we start talking to brother I on the iPad, 
Which is it spelled, you know, on his tablet? Is it an E Y E pad? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and he goes, oh, yeah, I go full blue. Mike. Brother I, brother I, he's not yeah. happy. You're talking about him. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I didn't read the last Omak thing, did he? Me neither. Right in the new Fifty Two, no. maybe this kid was in there because he talks yeah. about how oh, he gave it up and yeah, yeah he's been Omak before. Yeah, and, it's, and it's probably like, him. Nah, nah, you're doing this now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we see that basically the the drone soldiers that come out and attack them. One of them ends up being the guy who was uh, running this Amazing. convention. Um, yeah, the Amazo guy. Uh, not by choice. He's been kind of like assimilated yeah. Borg style. Uh, yep. So it's kind of a sad moment, and you know we have this kind of ending. So then Omac, you know, he th- the kid turns into Omac, and it's has to be cliffhanger. Uh, it's fine. It's a quick read. Uh, it's fine. Yep. Not my favorite issue of the bunch so far, but I'm still enjoying it. You know, it was a nice pal, a nice palate cleanser after Batgirl. Yeah, <laughs> tell you that much. Yeah, oh, definitely. And honestly, as as much as we give Didio shit for going, oh look, mm-hmm. Omac again. Yeah, I kind of like Omac. I, I mean, well, it's a I, let's be well, honest, it's a vanity project, but at least yeah. he's, his vanity projects tend to be fun. So yeah, well, yeah. It, he's he's greenlit this for himself, but there are a lot worse things he could be doing. Yeah, if. If DC gave me a book, you, can you not, like, there's no way I wouldn't put Guy Gardner in there. Like, oh, yeah. he's going to show up. I mean, like, if, it's just... if Dan Didio like, was announced as on a new book, he's going to do a new miniseries, right? And the title was The Death of Dick Grayson. Like, then we yeah. could complain. <laughs> then we'd be like, yeah. okay, Didio, you dick. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. I mean, we already kind of did all those complaints. Well, yeah, we will anyway, but, you know, like, I'm saying. Uh, yeah, we're going to complain, but you know what? He's He's okay with it now. It bounces off that shiny head of his. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This this just feels like Didio embracing the shit that he, he genuinely does love and just kind of having fun with yeah, it. He's, well, he's not he's taking like, it too seriously. Um, yeah. If you're going to go Didio, go full Didio. Like, do the OMAC. Do the Metal Men. Throw them in together. You know? But I do feel like there's a, a substantial story to be told here with the Metal Men about them actually becoming alive by the end. And, like, with Gold, who was always the heart of the team, right? He's... Mm kind of a jockey douche here and it's like is that his actual you know are those his actual feelings now you know and you have to just let him be him well, as that, the that's person. the question are they his feelings or is is and manipulating yeah. him yeah 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 so has, well, has it done has has Ent essentially done what magnus was before as you know how they're, they're, they're all reflections of magnus's personality right. or they're based off things that he wants are these all going to be just now reflections of of nth metal? Yeah. yeah, could be nth one thousand. Um, yeah. So, what were we given uh, metal men, Matt? Oh, this is a solid seven point five. Connor, I happen to agree with the seven point five. I'll go with a straight seven. That's solid seven out of ten book, which I'm happy to keep reading. It, it made me laugh more than most other books. Yeah, so no, it's funny. It's, always... it's genuinely funny. Uh, so that'll take you guys on to Wonder Twins issue 11. I got a break for an issue. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Mark Russell writing, nice Stephen Byrne on the art. Uh, go for it. Hello, yo. Which I, I've been yelling since last night. My house is not okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wonder why. Yeah. So the colonel uh, yep. takes over the internet, decides that things that weren't around in the 80s don't belong now. Uh, and at the same time, uh, instilling a fascist bent into the United States because of this, and it allows you know, it, it basically allows people to return to a time where being terrible was okay. Yeah, uh, and Lex and his his network, 
which yep. I've forgotten the name of. Um, yeah. Lex it, News. Yeah, yeah, no, but the show that the specific show that oh, he yeah, does. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, oh, Lex and Balances. That's it. That's. Um, he's like, well, just harness this. You know, you, yeah. you know, outrage culture. They'll get mad and use right. that, and this will do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and so the the Wonder Twins are trying to get Philo back to his house. So he can stop this, and then that's when he realizes well, not to stop it, just to get him there. They realize that the house is completely picked over because of the estate sale, and you know they have to find whoever bought the the colonel, so he can you know install an update that'll that'll fix all this, and you know uh, the the colonel ends up um, taking down a plane that Superman has to save yeah, in Washington. Not, not, not like even maliciously. No, it's just, he just doesn't understand why planes need computers. This must be a mistake, right? right. And also, there, there's thinly veiled, you know, shots at a certain political uh, piece in this country, and maybe over in, in yours too. Yeah. Um. So, and it's Mark Russell as it gets. I feel like Wonder Twins has always had this little bit of a of an undercurrent of this is the events. yeah quote unquote preachiest that this book has yeah. been. Yeah. But he still manages to pull it off, and it's it's a pleasure to read um, because you have – you also have the colonel going and undoing gay marriages because he's like, no, it's it's 1980-whatever, 1988. That can't happen. And so the couple that you know happened to plug him in are a gay couple. And so now you have Philo and, and the Wonder Twins and Polly trying to get into the house, which is all fully automated because it's 2020, you know. And it, the colonel turns it on them, um, and they can't get out of the house. So, uh, but yeah, it, it might be seen as preachious, but I feel like it at least resonated with me. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, preachious is the word I'd use in the sense that you know you get to the end and and they're like, oh, for for a monster, you know, a, a lot of people really love the colonel, and, and yeah. oh, they, they they didn't love him. They just loved the monster that that he allowed, allowed them to, them to be. It, yeah, because it like and gave them permission to be terrible. Yep. And and I and, and a certain person came to mind uh, for me that you know I don't have to say I don't have to spell it out. I, uh, I think I think it's pretty clear. But there's yeah. a few bits like that of you know the idea of the program won't let itself be updated, and it's yep. like you know people you know and and it talks about yeah well programs that are stuck in their ways if they, they don't want to be updated there's there's not a lot right. you can do if they really resist it that no. much you you know that's the point well, where you just have to draw the line and and try something else. Yeah, and at the same time, you have a lot of these guys that are buying into, you know, the colonel and, you know, shaving their heads and becoming a part of this this movement to wipe out things that they don't like, but they don't quite understand why. They're yeah. just, they're upset by it. And so they send in Repulso, and Repulso, who we've seen in other issues, he's the, the guy that smells real bad that um, yeah. Jaina reached out to, to, to befriend. He's trying to talk sense into them, but they won't listen to him either. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, really, who is the repulsive one here? Yeah. You know, uh, and also, rescue ram, rescue ram. Yes, it's <laughs> God loves him. <laughs> she, uh, she just runs in, you know, charges to the door to, to rescue yep. him. Just because, don't panic. I'm a rescue ram. Yep. Uh, uh, so, and then, and then Zan also turning into a tidal wave, yeah, and then swooshing yeah, in, swooshing in. So, yeah, solid, solid issue. I like Mark Russell a lot. Um, this this plays to his strengths. I feel. Uh, I still want to go back and read his Flintstones. I haven't done that yet, uh, because I feel it. From what I've heard, it's more akin to this uh, than what we, uh, you know, what we've else we've had 
through one of twins and I've been loving this villains. Because yeah. it's, it's been a blast. It's been so funny uh, consistently, but also it's got you know some deeper stuff going on with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, and Stephen Burns arts on top of the game uh, yeah. as it as it has been like. Um, but no, these wonder comic books are are fantastic. This is just another one. Uh, what's your rating, it, Connor? Uh, I'm giving this an eight. Nice, 7.5 for me, but it's still yeah, it's still real good. Oh, time for me to come back already. Hmm. Yep. Told right. you we're moving today. <laughs> short short shifts. If this is hockey, we're running short shifts. Oh, we got play at time. We're fine. We're fine. Uh, I ain't trying to go to overtime, Pete. Oof, oof, oof. My legs are tired. We've flown through it. Look, I realised that last week was a particular low show, okay? I'll admit yeah. that. Right? Triple sales talk did inflate the length. A touch. Yeah. A, a touch. touch. A touch, he says. A touch. Uh, <laughs> Alright, <laughs> we'll be on there. Far Sector, issue three. N.K. Jemison with Jamal Campbell on art. Now, this book is very good. I will say, I am having one trouble, one bit of trouble with this book, though. As I'm having trouble remembering a lot of the intricacies of the, the mythology yep. issue to issue because I started this and I, I remembered we had a lot of good conversations last issue about mm-hmm. her and her roommate and the mythology, but I couldn't remember what it actually was. I was sitting there trying to think. I was like, oh God, what, yeah. what was all the stuff we talked this, about last issue? This is going to read fantastic in trades mm-hmm. because it'll all be fresh. So if you're going to sit and read three in a row instead of having them space like, like we did. So I remember the stuff about the shipmates and that means when they ha- share basically a last name, mm-hmm. they share a culture in that um and what that meant, but I couldn't remember which group was which. Yeah. I think this like, is something as well though um it's the same with any new you know create your own comic that uh especially yeah, like a big dense sci-fi fair. thing like this where repetition. So the first few issues yeah. you do feel like that maybe by the time you're on five or six, you've got a firmer grasp. Yeah. If you well, go like, and reread it, you'll understand it a lot I, clearer. I, That's kind of how these things typically well, tend to be with monthly I, comics. Well, no, I definitely have a vibe on, on you know, the social stratas of them. And, like, so yeah. here, when when she goes to, um, to quell that riot and she's trying to do it peacefully by appealing to, to them and how she applies that to her own experiences and, and even history – yeah, she was a, taught by her dad. Yeah, there's one um, there's one moment in this uh, where it kind of flashes back to something on Earth. It's the first time I've kind of seen anything like this uh, yeah. from her. Uh, it's just it's like one of those war reenactment sort of things or whatever it is. Uh, and it's her, her kind of reaction to that. Uh, it's just this little quick moment. So it's, one, it's, it's like if this was a movie or a TV show, it'd be one of those like one second flashes. I mean, we don't really yeah. get anything out of it yet. It's just like, okay, it's a tease for like her history. And... It relates to the story here, uh, but yeah, it's like a riot where the people who are on the drugs to like have their emotions returned, uh, mm-hmm. versus the people who don't, and the importance of those emotions, and so on and so on. It's a very dark ending because the the, the police force basically just decide to kill everyone because to, to quell they it. Get, they get the order from the the counselor, who obviously well, we have at the start of the issue from yeah. the end of the last one, who we learn is you know uh, got, got his emotions. Yeah. And what I like too that her take on this is like, oh, so this is really no different than Earth, where. If you feel up, you're in a high place of ranking, the rules don't apply to you. But yeah. you make sure the rules apply to everybody else. And yeah. and, and so she gets up by she's yeah. trying to she's like, hey, let me talk to him. I'll, I'll I can I can yeah, yeah. If we get through to him. He'll you know tell you this is fine. We can stop, and I can you know talk him down, thinking that he'll understand because he's emotional and he's on it. So he'll he'll understand some leniency. And then it's like, no, the order came from him. 
it's yeah. too late. They kill everyone, and the book ends with her saying, "All right, UMFers have made me angry." You know, and yeah. So yeah, we have a pretty good cliffhanger there. I mean, there's a little, a little bit with the roommate as well uh, before this stuff. Um, just some more character building, but the roommate's like, "Oh, did you? Did you know you spent time alone with the? You know, the the the." the, the yeah. I don't know what his rank is. I've forgotten. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. Um, well, then she. So as as the the real the thing that stood out to this for me is the lesson from her dad about there's there's people that want peace just to make it quiet, right? So they'll they'll give peace in the short term, but that doesn't actually solve problems. And it's it's the you have to agitate for what you want, and you might have to create a little bit of noise in order to have that lasting piece. And there's a, you know, so that's something my dad said. And then there's an editor's note, but it said, you know, also Martin Luther King, um, which we just had the holiday here, um, at least in Nevada. There's some states that don't. But anyways, you know, so I thought that this coming out on that week was real, was a real nice touch. Um, and, and what she tries to do to where she automatically sides with the people that, are are protesting to, to take to have their emotions yeah because you know? she's kind of like look hey you know i yeah. get it you want to protest i understand yeah. that but you didn't go through the right procedures i'm an right. officer of the law you're going to have to stand yeah. down and disperse yeah. but give me your demands i'll right. take i'll take them to the council i'll make sure they read them and uh but in the meantime just go home and don't get yourselves killed don't get into trouble and then the other people get mad at her for siding with them she's like no wait you guys already have everything you need they're the ones that are that are protesting. So stop counter protesting because you're only making things worse. And then that's when they decide to shoot on everybody, and because of law and order. And that's where you get that that panel. So I looked up the the, the Manzanar historical site, and mm-hmm. this is the second time that the you know the relocation of the Japanese citizens during World War II, you know, comes up this week in a book. Um, so so yeah, it's it's some pretty dark stuff there. Um, and and the stuff with with Nixon and, and Agnew and their whole law and order push and how you can weaponize certain groups can weaponize well just because it's the law, and you know just because it's the law an unjust law is still unjust, you know, uh, and and that's where she's like, all right, well I'm a Green Lantern, um, I, I don't have backup, I got to do this my way, and you know I'm I'm really starting to like Joe, like uh, as a Green Lantern, we're we're finally starting to get to know her. As, as a character and yeah. she's not just the screen lantern stranger in a strange land is no she has values she has principles and she's she's gonna you know i don't say enforce because that seems rough but you know what i mean she's gonna do what she thinks is right yeah i also mentioned she's, she's waiting for like a message from her mom you know like she, she is actually sending mail back it just takes a long time to go through yeah because it's got to relay through different stations yeah and it takes time yeah. it, it makes, makes sense because um, she, she talks about how she grew up watching westerns and all that yeah. but all, all those seem to have these loner characters who don't have anyone to tie them you know to anywhere right. else but she actually does have family she does have and people then, she cares about and then i got thinking i was like ah oh, this is a frontier town it's far sector right mm-hmm. like yeah. i didn't think of that earlier i yeah uh, I guarantee you that we're going to get one of those emails with bad news and it'll be way too late because of the time delay. Yeah, right. But yeah, no, I'm starting to like Joe a lot. And this book's the the art, always fantastic. Yeah, there's there's a small touch I really like in regards to the art is the the way the editor's notes are handled. They're not in this big separate box that just kind of Mm -hmm. sticks out and really noticeable. Because often I find when I'm reading a comic, I'll see the box of an editor's note catch my eye before I've even read what it's referencing. Whereas here, they're really subtle. They're just in the white space between panels. 
the the one that got me was the sign. I didn't realize it was on the sign. I just saw the editor's note and it says translated, and I was like, "Wait, what? Was? What, what is? And, what was? and then I see it on the sign. Yeah. yeah. So it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that the the details of this world and all that starts to really kind of cement itself for me because I I almost I was wishing for a recap page just to really. You know, not even a recap page in terms of events, just a recap page of here's the basic structure of this world, just to remind I me mean, of. There's a bit of something at the start. There is, but it doesn't actually explain any of that, though. It doesn't explain the different no. races. And... I read that thing four times and I was like, what is this? is all just jargon. Yeah. It, it seems to be uh, more her posting assignment. Yeah. Yes. Uh, th- this is the details yeah. that she was given going in, which yep. honestly, this would have been really nice to have at the start of the first issue. Yeah. Uh, just have that at the start of the first issue, being like, right, this is the posting assignment, and then get into our character and see what the hell, you know, uh, and her make sense of it and having been here for a year or whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it's I just, uh, some recap pages would be lovely to see. I just, I mean, some books need it more than others, but I just. But this is an across the board problem with DC. Yeah. Uh, but I felt it more with this one. You know, certainly this is the most I felt in a while as this yeah. book. I think it is because it does feel so, like, you know, it, it feels like, barring the fact that this is actually technically Green Lantern, this could be a creator own sci fi bucket image. It could be, uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's got some dense rules to learn and, and you know, details. And it, it's, it's not, you know, just new reader friendly. Like, here you go, you'll pick it all up instantly. All right, Matt, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm gonna give us an eight, Connor. Uh, give me an eight point five. I really liked it. I'll give it a straight eight as well. I think I agree with that. So, all right, I'll take us on to Batman: Curse of the White Knight issue six. This is obviously we're at the Black Label section of the show, which we simply have every week now. We'll have one or two Black Label books uh, of varying types. Uh, so this is obviously Sean Murphy uh, doing everything, more or less. Um, Except colors. Except colors. Yeah, um, that's okay. Yes, that's uh-huh. fine. Uh, I love this book. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> this, this, some things are reliable. Yeah. Um, man, the, there's the the part with Harley, uh, Batman coming. My only problem. I'm gonna start with the negative, because everything else I loved. I, I would have liked to seen the, the attack on on the Strike Force. You know that left them like this instead of just focusing on Batman. Hams, off, get, ha- hams off page. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So, it's more, we're focusing on Batman here. So yeah, we follow that side of things. Yeah, and, and so I just it, would have liked to seen it. That's all. I guess away with it, I think, because the book starts with another attack that they already had on yeah. you know the, the Arkham when they're breaking out Joker. We see yep. all the dead bodies and we see the reactions to that. So I think because yeah. we've already seen one, we have enough to kind of like you know imagine uh-huh. what this one is like. Yeah, but when they, yeah. yeah, but they took out one of Bane or Bane. One of not Bane got taken out in the last issue. Yeah. Um. One of Azrael's, uh, you know, teammates off panels. I mean, that would have been nice to see them take her out, see what the Strike Force can actually do, mm. right, to stick up for themselves. I will say, Murphy's Joker made me laugh a couple times in this. The be careful with the gun; it's an antique, or it's one of a kind, or a classic. I forget exactly what he says. I thought that was legit funny, like because okay. it's 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 the long barrel pistol. Yeah, and, and it ends up becoming a, a major factor later. Um, yeah, Jason but, Jason Blood gives a lot more history on everything. Uh, we all, but not so, uh, but, but not all yeah. of it, of course, because then Joker reveals no. even more at the end. Yeah, so I'm reading this and going, "That's Jason Blood. He's up the hair thing." <laughs> and then we get to there, and I'm reading it this morning because I say this for last, and I go, "I effing knew it." 
Do you know what I find really interesting? Because I, I was the same. I was like, it's the hair thing. Yeah. He's a priest. Yeah. He's got, so he's that's got, he's got like, the collar. Right. So I'm looking and I'm thinking, I was like, that's not Jason Blood because he's, he's a priest. And then he's like, oh, so Batman goes and talks with this this priest and the Order of St. Dumas. And he talks about how he knew um, Azrael as a child. He knew Jean-Paul and that I was getting shades of, of Anakin Skywalker about how he was an angry kid. Right? Sure, yeah. But we we thought we could channel this, and so Batman's like, "So you sent him to war?" He's like, "Yeah." It turns out that made things worse. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, "How old is this guy?" Right? Because if he knew, like, John Paul's older. Like, we see him. That's what you know. He's dying of cancer. He's an older man when we first see him. And and then I see the hair shirt. I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's Jason you Blood, son of a bitch." And then and then I went, "Wait a minute." I effing knew it. My wife goes, "What? What did you know?" And I tried. I was like. <laughs> it's just like, don't worry about it. It's just like, yeah, I know. I, I kind of figured before I asked. All right. And then they show him with the page. He goes, hey, I'm Jason Blood. I know a thing about curses. And, it, and it's a picture of him next to Etrigan. And I was like, it's, a, it's the mirror. Yeah. 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 It's his reflection. Yeah. It's just one of those. Yeah. Is, is yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. I was like, oh, man. Um, this is what I want in Elseworlds where it ties. Like, we start in Gotham, but there's the larger world, right? And in this world, Jason Blood ended up becoming a priest in the Order of Saint Dumas, you know, because he's for whatever reason, like Pro- probably because he, you know, feels constrained by Etrigan and and feels like right. he has to work it off in the opposite direction right. in some way. Right. Yeah. So we have the attack that happens off page uh, huh? on the you know the, the crime unit. Uh, right. The you know the Harley's kids get kidnapped by Joker and yep. that. Uh, so Batman's riding off. Harley insists on coming with. He's like, "All right, suit up then," and gives her some, you know, not not the classic Harley Quinn outfit in no, full, but, but a Harley Quinn yeah. outfit. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the castle, uh, and they're they're going in, and we get a lot of stuff. I mean, Joker has the two kids strapped to his chest. Is it almost yep. as if he's wearing like a, a like a, a bomb vest, oh. <laughs> but it's yep. just two kids? Yep. Uh, there was something wonderful about that. Now I've not been really the the thing I've not liked about. White Knight is the whole Joker Jack Napier personality yeah. thing. I'm not a big fan of that. And they really it, play into it here where he's like switching back and forth and it's, you know. He's Two Face esque. Yeah. On, on the bright side, do I have to worry about, worry about it too about much it. longer? Well, yeah, no, no, because we get the, uh, you know, because eventually he's like, you don't have the balls to shoot me, essentially. And she just shoots him right in the face. <laughs> yep. And well, and then we find out too that what the what the curse here is, is that when, when Bakar, who was you know, sent from the order came to Gotham to, to clean it up. It turns out that no, that's not what he did. He was kicked out of the order and he finds his way to Gotham and teams up with Edmund Wayne. And they create that, that cycle of, of crime and violence by essentially creating the first Gotham mob, right? Like, all the yeah, crime team up with goes, all the pirates and yeah them, yeah he like, right, he, he corrupts Edmund Wayne and then yeah. the big twist of the issue is that it wasn't Bicard that went down and died in the well it was actually Edmund Wayne and yeah. Bicard took and pretended to be Wayne so the twist here is is that Batman's actually a descendant of Bicard and not Wayne it's actually Azrael who's a descendant of the Waynes right. and you know the way yeah, name's a lie you get the idea this that this is going to come down to at the end of well it doesn't really matter who his no. ancestor was he's he's a wayne now and that's what counts and he's, right he's, and, he's and what man, right? well and it was it's who the waynes waynes became later it wasn't who they were yeah um you know and 
And that's what the ultimate joke for Joker was, was that, you know, you, Gotham's greatest defender and protector is started by its first criminals, you know, as a descendant of that. And, and yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm hoping the project he's working on now is is a story set during that time. Uh, well, I can tell you because he was doing it. He did another Q&A on yeah? Twitter in the last okay. couple of weeks. And uh, he said, stay tuned for a Harley spin-off book announcement. Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's, so we'll get something at least more. The other thing I like here is, is Harley's relationship with Bruce in that he she goes, I'm going to do this because I trust you. And it better not blow up on me, you know, because, you know, I, I've... I've known you long enough to know, you know, and, and and then it does blow up and it loses her kids. And then she's like, no, I don't care if I'm bleeding and my ribs are broken. I'm going back and getting my kids. Um, so again, between Murphy and, and Harleen and some of these other stuff, I'm really starting to get a fondness yeah. for a certain version of Harley. And like, it, it ends with, you know, him holding her as there's Joker's dead bodies yeah. lying in the foreground. And that's the yeah. end of the issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so again, because it is this Elseworlds, it gets to kill off characters willy nilly. You know, we've had yep. Gordon's death, we've had Bane's death, yep. now we've had Joker's death. You yep. know, we can do that Eight in years. this book. So, uh, yeah. do you know what? Speaking of those deaths, there's another fu- uh, fun question that was asked because he was asked about Ivy. Um, yeah. And he goes, You know, I killed off a lot of characters, most of the villains last issue. And I specifically didn't kill Ivy, not because I want to do anything with Ivy, just because I, I don't want all, the, all you people on the internet coming after me. Because he he knows what it's like. And he like, knows. I'm still going there. He he knows what it's he, he knows what he would do. All right, just, Murphy, don't make me. I'm gonna put my Twitter fingers down. All right. Yeah. I, I, I hope I hope it was like a, a little post credit scene in the last issue. It's just Ivy dying in the most ridiculous way possible, just as an ending. Right. Just so he, it's like I don't have to talk to anyone yeah. anymore. It's done. It's over. Bye. Yeah. But now this is this is a world that I can keep coming back to every couple of years, and I'll be fine. Like even the even the freeze one. Which wasn't as good as the other stuff. It's, but it broke you know, the horizons. You know, I, uh, uh, t- I ended up talking to a, a person at the comic shop, and he ended up going back and picking up the original, and then whatever the issues were up to this at the same time. Um, so because of how I was talking about it, so that, that's yeah. a win. Well, I, I know uh, he's calling it the Murphyverse, and is expecting yeah. it to be around for a while, just. Basically, as long as DC keep writing stuff. And, and given that it sells pretty damn well. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's popular yeah. in the top 10 all the time. I think DC are more I, than happy for him to keep doing this. Yeah. I would love for him to do a kind of a source book with, like, smaller stories with other characters. Because, like, mm. what's his Superman like in this world? Or, or, you know, his Green Arrow. How is his Green Arrow we, different from Bruce? We might get you know? there, given that we introduced yeah. Jason Blood in this one, which I, yeah. I did not see coming. Uh, you know, yeah. it's... It's totally outside Her, the realms of what we can has, do. Has any of this so far actually even referenced a Superman or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Or just no. a snake? No. Mm. Maybe, maybe they just don't exist. Maybe it's just not, those characters well, maybe, aren't here. But like, yeah. until like until Jason Blood was popped up in this one, I'd have said yeah, but probably don't. But now I'm like, but right. maybe some form does yeah. or will. Maybe they don't yet. Yeah. Or like, you know, what's Wonder Woman like in this one? Yeah, because I play with maybe, maybe Wonder Woman hasn't left their mascara for, for yet right. for a reason but she does you know right so uh, whatever it is I'm, I'm here for it like this this issue that that turn where it turns out he's actually a descendant of, of a car and not edmund wayne um despite edmund wayne looking an awful lot like bruce <laughs> I, I feel so there's there's a panel that's got edmund wayne with with that red-headed girl and so i'm, I'm almost wondering too if this is just a part of the joker's overall joke right is that he's not that he's necessarily lying, but you know he is a Wayne after all. 
he is Owen after all, and that Edmund did, you know, but it's, and it still stands, right? Like, yeah, I think that's worth noting as, as we're taking this at, at face value as fact. Yep. But this is the Joker telling him the story. Just because the Joker is yep. saying it and maybe believes it does not necess- necessarily make it the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, I can't say enough good things. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I wanted to swerve back the way now. I feel like we've had enough swerving with the story, but I mean, if they swerve it again, whatever. And I, uh, I want more Battlevania. That's all. Arkhamvania, man. That's what well, we call he, it. He, he call was it referring to as, uh, as as Castlevania. Castlevania. There you go. Yeah, it sounds like Dracula saying it. Castlevania. <laughs> That's probably why I went with it because he's yeah. smarter than us, clearly. Yes. Uh. I got, I got to go read, what, what what's his book, American, or no, Punk Rock Jesus? I got to read yeah. that still. Mm. I want to read that. But everything else of his that I've read, and even though, like, my favorite American vampire arc is, is his art. So I'm sure he had a little bit to do with, with Snyder. They were together well. The Wake. Mm. I, I love The Wake. Wake is so good. It Because it, it becomes something completely different at the end. It's, it's a book of two halves that you will either yep. hate the second half or go, mm-hmm. holy shit, I love this. Yeah. So I haven't read it. Murphy, I'm there. I don't know yet, so I haven't read it. <laughs> go. Pete will definitely love the first half. It's very John Carpenter. The first half, very, very James Cameron Abyss, e mm-hmm. um, with, with some some horror thrown in there. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So cool. What yep. are you writing this, Matt? Uh, I'm giving this one a nine. Ah, I love this issue. Connor. Uh, Eight point five. Uh, straight for me. Uh, still solid, still good. Which will take us on to the other Black Label book. This is the non-DC-ish one, if you will. This is the Hill House book. This is Basketful of Heads, issue four, the middle issue of this seven-issue mini. Uh, Joe Hill writing with Leo Max on the art. And we have... Can... Yes, Matt? <laughs> Can I just say something? On you go. Can I just say I was right? Something is uh, it's leaning more towards yeah, your yeah. interpretation of that that twist. Yes, I will say. Yeah. No, I I told you that guy was a cop, and uh, that guy was in fact a dirty cop. So, boom. That's all. Carry on. I mean, we know he played on the baseball team. I mean, <laughs> Pete. He legit says he was a dirty cop. He was a hell of an infielder, but he was a dirty cop. So he was definitely that uniform was his uniform. You got that it, from what that said? That's interesting. That's is that not what it says? <laughs> I'm I'm joking, but I'm just trying to win you up. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me right now, but yeah. Oh man. Um, good good I, middle this, infielder, outrageously dirty cop. Yeah. There you go. Uh. So. Dear. Um, middle infield too. That guy, the guy shaped like that. I know baseball guys shaped like that are not infielders. Honestly, that meant nothing to me. Yeah. So, anyways, guys shaped like him playing the outfield where they don't have to run too much. All right. Like I played outfield a lot when I played baseball, so I know. Um. Anyways, um. I'll be this... honest. I probably couldn't have told you it was baseball. Yeah. Well, infield. 
That's usually infield is a is a baseball. Uh, no, it, it makes sense now that you go baseball. Go, oh yeah, sure, that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't have gone. Oh yeah, well, that's definitely baseball. Softball. softball. My head. Then again, it wasn't baseball. It was softball because he was on the the softball team. Anyway, uh, same difference. <laughs> I want to get. Well, no, it's a little bit different. Uh, there's there's subtle differences. Uh, it's, not, there, it's, but... it's the same definitely. I mean, I don't I know what the differences are about, yeah. but they're just basically the same damn thing. Yeah. You hit something <laughs> with a bat. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm saying it, it is softball. He definitely could have been an infielder for for softball. It's a little bit different. Uh, skill sets. You, you can be tubby and still do it. You know, not net in shape. Um, anyways, I wanted I want to commend Joe Hill on doing this thing where I started to feel like June's an unreliable narrator, and going like, wait a minute. I, I know what I read in the last three issues, but as she's starting to doubt herself, I'm starting to doubt it too, and going like, well, maybe she's just it's it's not what she perceived, and she just panicked. You know, and, yeah. and we're seeing this through through her panicky. And then you get to the end and definitely go, oh, no, she's 100 percent in the right here. Uh, yeah, throughout. because because this this bigger guy that she was she attacked her at the end of the last issue, he starts to act as if she attacked, you know, he, he yep. saw that the head got scared. Yep. And she's the one that was dangerous, and yep. she's now killed him. Uh, and he, he, he's so committed to that that version of the story, even once he's dead, uh-huh. that she's you know it starts to feel like you know is there something to this? Like yeah. you know, yeah. she's like, but you know, but what about the the wire cutters? And she's like, well, yeah. a, a, a dog out, out of the out of the fence, and it, it got a bit caught. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, no, no big deal. It happens. Yeah. That's why we carry these tools. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and she throws them with the other head, obviously, and like you know, it has this. It's just this doubtful. It's her standing in the rain and just being unsure of herself, and you know she has to it's drive. It's when she goes back into the car and just sits there and screams. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a really nice moment. Um, yeah. And I also love how she's talking to the head. She's like, "All right, you got it out of your system," you know. And then she puts mm-hmm. him in the basket with the other one. Um, and yeah. And she goes to the station, meets uh, the sheriff's was son. Um, yeah. Yep. Who's... who's a he? He's not a cop, but he's there helping dad out uh, and he works for a local uh like a local politician mm. uh and whatnot so i was like yeah. oh, okay and then i looked at him i was like no don't trust him he's too good looking <laughs> I've seen I mean, this movie. so so what you say is just you know he's like, oh i'm an aide to a congressman yeah. right yeah yeah okay yeah i know the cut of your jib yeah uh, and of course yeah. he talks to her for a bit and then ultimately locks her in the cell you know because he's like yeah go, go get changed and he opens up the cell and it's like well i wonder what he's going to do this here is going. yeah, yeah. Uh, and locks her in the cell at the end um, and all, all i could think is like, okay so how many people are in this and what is their game plan like what was what the goal of all these people exactly because yeah. i yeah well yeah but i, I don't necessarily feel because like, i feel like she's just kind of a, a bystander in all this I don't mm-hmm. think she's the goal here, but somehow like, everyone seems no. to run into her, and it's causing all these problems. Well, to be fair, it is she was like, a loose end. She, she was in the house, so they left mm-hmm. the first guy to deal with her while they took the the boyfriend off to interrogate and right. get the money. Mm-hmm. She ran across the second one coincidentally, and she right. went to the police station because she thought it'd be safe. And he's waiting here because it's a safe place to wait while they do the yeah. other stuff. So, so it kind of all so, tracks logically. Do that's we a, think that's the sheriff? A, that's assuming though, that the boyfriend actually isn't in whatever's going on anyway. Well, no, I, I do believe he hid the money, but I feel like the, the, where my question was going to go, is the sheriff in on all this or are the cops around him dirty? Is, mm. is is the boyfriend of the sheriff the only clean ones? So that's why they came to the sheriff's house to get him. And like the son's like, well, no, we're, we're getting that money. And they, they work for the congressman, right? The congressman that starts, he's the dirty one, right? 
Yeah. And and it flows from there. And so the sheriff was actually doing his job, right? And he had the boyfriend collect the money and hide it so the congressman couldn't get to it. Yeah, to or keep whatever. it away or, from the dirty cops. Yeah. Right. Or is the sheriff in on it and this whole thing was a ruse to get the boyfriend to the house and she wasn't supposed to be there, right? Well, the she, boyfriend was living at the house anyway. Yeah, he was, though, he was right? there all the time, yeah. Well, he was... But he was staying at the at the boat, and and whatnot. That's where he stayed for the summer. Yeah, but I think he that, was still. I think he was still. I mean, if I think it's easier to get him there, is it not? Like, because he's out and separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but they can't. But they had to make it look like a, an accident. I think. I think it was poor timing. I think most of yeah. them didn't know she was. It, the sheriff might be mm-hmm. on it because he didn't know that yeah. she was coming because uh-huh. it, that was a big thing in the first issue where the yeah. wife doesn't tell him anything. Right. Um, and and again, they said, you know, that's that's the, um, the wife's collection of stuff, not not necessarily the, the husband's collection of, of Viking stuff too. So I feel that's like that's why the axe called out to her, you know, like has something to do with her, and, and whatnot. So I I recall him said it was his stuff. Yeah, in I the first it was issue. It? Yeah. yeah. That's when they said it was. I'm gonna have to go back and read the first issue. Yeah. Um, there's also the, the first page of this issue was actually a dream she has where she's knocked out yeah. outside in the rain of her t- uh, talking to her so boyfriend crazy. but then the, the boyfriend it's just his head on it, on its own he's just smiling too you you look at it and you're just like something's not right here and then you get to the bottom of the page you're like <laughs> yeah That's definitely cool. not right he's a severed head yeah um, not yep. a speaking severed head like the other yeah, side yeah severed um, just, just, just dead yeah so worth yeah. mentioning she has two heads on her basket now so basket yep. full of heads how many, how many heads makes it full I don't know but we're at two I think you need at least three to be yeah. a basket yeah um, and, and I the the son is like oh well you know that that's a dull that thing can't be and she goes oh, it's sharper than you think and he's like oh he's ending up in that basket too she have it time mm-hmm. also that, that that reveal of when he goes here. It, my dad's, uh, my dad's softball gear. You know, it, it's not much. It might smell bad, but it, it's dry. And when she unravels it, and it's got the the bad cop's name on it, Puzo. Mm. And uh, she's just like, oh, what the hell? And yeah, of, of course, I've, I've, it's in all the books, but Sea Dogs is the name of the the team. The team. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Oh, this book is so good. I can't wait to buy it and trade and read it all again. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, and I, I want the adaptation. Yeah, this could, be, this could be a nice little movie. Uh, depending on how the story is, because if the story ends very definitively, yeah. it's a movie. If it ends with a way where I can see this being like a consistent thing in a TV show pilot. Yeah. Whatever Honestly, one. I would say um, movie series in the sense that I would do this as a 90-minute movie and you, you, I can visualize the last shot of her standing in the rain with the axe yeah. going off to yeah. find to, yeah. you know, the, the next you know, to bring justice. people that deserve it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's yeah. got to bury the heads, though. She's got to bury the heads at one point. Well, just start over with the next lot of heads. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I, I just I remember the first solicit for this, and I wasn't in on a lot of the other ones. This one, one hundred percent. I feel like the son here uses the axe on the boyfriend, so she'll get rid of all the other heads at the end and just be her and her boyfriend's head in the basket. HBO Max, get on this. HBO yeah. Max, start start developing it now. Or what if it only works for her? Like, there's something about her. It may. I, I can see it not you working know? for other people. Like it's it's, it's like yeah. connected to her somehow now. Yeah, um, because she even looks like, like we on Fox, huh? the buddy cop show, but one of them's ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because when when she swings it this time and then cuts the other dude's head off, she notices the the you know the vine like red. The red. Yeah. Like like it's drinking in the blood. 
Um, yeah. Man, if this wasn't if this was tied to traditional DC, I'd want to see her and Katana team up. That'd be dope. <laughs> that would be dope. Soul Taker and and Head Lopper. Oh dear. Yeah, um, we need a name for this axe. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's something. I don't know. Um, I'm curious to see if they announce any more of these Hellhouse books because Plunge is the last one that's starting, and that's starting soon. Uh, so I'm curious to see if there's like a second wave. I suspect there will be, but I think we'll have to wait a little bit longer than we'd expected thanks to Didio's new announcement of not until all the issues are done. Sure. Sure. So it, it might take... Okay, they might have announced it, and but now they're going, all right, well, we're not even announcing it until... I wonder... Until the uh, I mean, none of the... I mean, as of yet, I mean, knock on wood, none of these Hill House books have been really delayed or anything like that. Everything's been kind of coming out swimmingly as they've been expected, so uh, maybe they can take up more of a risk on these ones, but... Because they're, they're, they're regular size, these ones. These aren't like the bigger ones that have got the bigger pages and all that. These are normal size comic books. So they are, yeah. that may be making the difference there. Uh, but hey, uh, Matt, what are you giving Basketful of Heads? Uh, I'm giving this one four. Uh, an 8.5. It, it's still real good. Um, and and yeah, I'm just enjoying this. I'm, I'm looking up how to say head taker in Old Norse. So give me a minute. Of, of course Matt is. Of course that's what he's doing right there. Connor, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm I'm giving it a, a a a nine, and that is probably the most Matt sentence he's ever said. Yes, uh, I'm going to I'm going with eight point five uh, on this one, eight point five. So there you go. That is the final book of the week, which takes us on to the part of the show we pick our favorites, we do our best panel slash moment, favorite art, favorite cover, and top five of the week. And given that there was twelve total books this week, there's actually a lot to pick from. Uh, so first up, Matt, what is your favorite panel slash moment? Shoot. Um, huh, I have a lot to choose from. There's a lot of damn books. <laughs> there really <laughs> is. I'm going to go the um, the the whole explanation in, in White Knight of sure. that, that page from Joker explaining the truth or what we think is the truth. Okay. Connor? Yeah, there's a lot of actually really good panels that stand out to me as, as possible choices this week um unlike some weeks we have to really think about it and rummage through yeah um, so i appreciate that uh i'm also going to go with one from white knight i'm just going to go with the panel of uh jason blood with the, the reflection for edrigan just because it completely widened up the scope of the the murphyverse <laughs> and and got me excited for the the future of those books yeah for me it's actually quite easy uh for me it's it's, it's clark coming out of perry's office and his encounter with everyone in the daily planet that is, is that two page yeah, Layout, that's a good one uh, for me no question uh so uh there you go uh, so matt best cover of the week and not only is there a lot of books wonder woman has like <laughs> 12 are we, are we yeah. i think, are they're, we all, the I think they're, they're, they're valid i mean why not like they're there all right oh, Jesus. so, Hell, so then my my cover then is is the uh hue is wonder woman which uh, one's that the, the 2000s i like that one a lot Mm, okay. 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 Um, if I'm picking a Wonder Woman cover, I maybe lean more towards the '90s one. I think. I'm I'm trying to look see what else there is because I don't want to just pick. Yeah, one I'm looking. I'm looking at the other stuff. Um, I I like the main uh, basketball heads cover quite a bit. I like the variant too, actually. I, which one is that one? Because uh, those aren't the right ones. My one from the shop is different the... than those. It's got her in the rain. With it looks like headlights on her. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the one. I'm, that that's what I'm talking about. That's the one I'm talking okay. about. 
on my previews page, I don't have that. I have the... Yeah, it's a different cover, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, for some um, reason, Diamonds get the wrong covers for Basketball uh, yeah. Heads. I don't okay. know why. Oh, wait, wait, what about that variant? They're both wrong. Yeah. Oh, bloody Because hell. that variant, I have that variant. I think that was the variant for issue two. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're both... Okay, I'm, okay, I'm looking at the actual variant. Correct. Still, it's still quite nice, the actual variant, but for this issue. Yeah, Matina Batman variant, of course, is very nice too. There's a, a nice win uh, Shazam cover. Uh, yeah, I think for me, it's coming down to the regular Hell House, oh, so the regular Basketful of Heads, um, and the 90s variant for Wonder Woman. I think I'm going to go with the 90s Wonder Woman, but that's, that's what it came down to for me. That's fair. For me, it's coming down to either the the nineties Wonder Woman one. That that is the the Bolin one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or either of the White Knight covers. I really like both of those. Um, um, can I? We don't usually do this, but can I nominate the worst cover of the week? No, go ahead. It is the no, I want to hear. It's the variant for Batman Superman Six. Who's on it? Uh, Simone Bianchi. Go look at it. It is absolutely horrific. Yeah. And make sure you look at it big. Get get it up. Look at Batman's thigh, his proportions. Yeah. Superman's weird face and skinny arms. <laughs> look, I, don't... I don't really mind Superman's face that much. His arms, I'll give you. That's Batman's the thing, nightmares. Yeah, yeah. Bat Batman's legs and like pelvis. I've, and... I've seen far worse. It's not good by any means, but ah no, I I think that looks terrible. Can I just say? I hate that none of us are reading detective comics because look at that Bameho variant. Oh, that's so nice. Um, uh, you can volunteer if you want. No, good. I don't like. I don't like it that much. Uh, no, I, I'll just go with the Wonder Woman Knight. It's because it's so nice. But yeah, that, that Bahamut variant would probably win the week actually if I could pick it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good, isn't it? But it's not eligible, so. <laughs> Uh, there it is. Uh, so, um, best art of the week. Now, Sorry, can, can we just talk about how Matt missed out on Detective Comics this week? Because it just it says, so I what know. is an axe wielding cult leader from the 1600s doing in present day Gotham? <laughs> and it involves and it involves Two Face. So I know. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, he had 12 books. Will you try to give him a third, or 13th rather? <laughs> a third. You know what I meant. Uh, all right, best uh, best art of the week then, Connor. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Campbell for Far Sector. There's some good art this week. Some you know, really good between you know Murphy on White Knight, and Marquez and uh, Leo Max. And uh, I, I elected not to do Wonder Woman because I feel like you know the the rule we usually do is it's the whole issue, not parts of an issue. Uh, and I feel like you know, while I like most of them, it it did have like the the Rosmo stuff in there, and some of the others just weren't as consistent as as opposed to the the others. Uh, the, I mean, the powers can raise it above to still count it if you want to, but I mean, you're, you're including everything when you're yeah, saying just, it. Yeah, like, looking at as a whole, I feel like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sit with Campbell. Yeah, I think I'm going to say... Obviously, Murphy's great, Leo Max is great, uh, Campbell's obviously very, very, very good. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go with uh, Marquez on Batman Superman. I think that was mostly to, more to my taste of the stuff this week. But there you go. Uh, Matt, what are you going with? So it's it's down to Marquez and Murphy, and I'm having a hard time deciding. I think I'm just going to go with Murphy. 
Yeah, that's fine. With Murphy. You can go with Murphy. Oh. Uh, all right, so that is our top five books of the week. Matt, go. Okay, if I can remember, because it's been it's been uh, White Knights number one. What else was that? A nine. Shoot. Superman, Matt. Superman. Yeah, Superman. Um. Hmm. I go basketball heads. This is all from memory. I didn't, I didn't get Batman Superman that much. I'll go with Wonder Woman 750. And then, uh, so we got Wonder Twins. I got Wonder Twins up there. I got White Knight, Superman, Basketball Heads. Superman. Yeah, and then Wonder Twins. I'm sure that's not right. Um, Did you say Far I mean, Sector? Because I feel like you may have wanted that. Far Sector. Thank you. There you go. All right. Where did it go? Was that number five or was it like? That was number five. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Wonder Woman seven fifty. All right. All right. Caro, what you got? Um, Basketball Heads, White Knight, Far Sector, and then uh, Wonder Twins and Metal Men. Apparently. Okay. My number one is Superman. Love that issue. Uh, number two is. That's a lot of books. <laughs> Number two is probably Basket Full of Heads. Number three, Curse of the White Knight. Number four, I think, is Wonder Woman. Number five is Far Sector. I think. It's a lot of books. A lot of books. And I, I Wonder Woman deserves to be there because I think there's enough great stuff in there that it ultimately, you know gets there but obviously there's a couple of things that I really didn't like as well uh, so there you go that's the top fives what so was... real quick I'm looking up I'm trying to find I'm trying to translate this name and I'm looking up and the Vikings had like 18 words for stab <laughs> <laughs> of course they did I wonder if they meant different like, you know it was a light stab they, a no, strong they all stab. mean different things yeah. Like, yeah there's different there's different but yeah there's one major word but there's different versions some, some of, of it some are more thrust yeah, more of a thrust, more uh, of taking an attempt, like take a stab at. They're yeah. translating it there. Um, yeah, uh, that cracks me up. There could be stab with intent to maim, stab with intent to kill, right. stab with... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. More of a slashing, perhaps, could be one of them. I <laughs> know, uh, oh, that would be slash. You got, you got ten other words for slash. Possibly. I'm looking for steal. I don't know if I want to take or steal. Oh my head God. taker or head stealer? Remember, I know we're going, Matt. Was, oh, we have to get through these. We have to get through these. Hey, I'm waiting on you to tell me what... Uh... What's coming next yeah. week? Okay, oh, that's where we're yeah. at. All right. Stella. Coming, name. coming next week, uh, books-wise, we have Action Comics 1019. We have... There's a lot of stuff here that we don't usually talk about. Uh, we have Detective Comics Annual number 3, Dial H for Hero number 11, uh, we have The Flash 87, we got Green Lantern Black Stars issue 3, we have Justice League 39, that's the end of Snyder's run, so that should be a big deal. Uh, Justice League Dark 19, we have Suicide Squad number 2, which I'm excited about, because uh, yeah, for, uh, more Tom Taylor's, that was a good thing. Uh, Terrific 24 is out, as is T- Titans Burning Rage issue 6, which is uh, the, the second last issue of uh, Simone's Walmart reprints. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, not as big as this next this week. By yeah, five, it's by only far. about six books, uh, I think. I yeah. could put off reading all of these till the morning of and probably be done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to, compared to this week. 
Oof. Oh, that's just nothing. Yeah, I, that's what I feel like a, a, a breeze compared to this week. Um, real quick, did we talk about the Birds of Prey giant that came out this last week? No. Why? Didn't have any Birds of Prey stories in it. It was a Huntress of Black Canary and a Harley Quinn story. And <laughs> Harley features prominently. Wait, was it like three separate stories like one for each of them or yes yep no no okay. actual birds of prey stories okay I but think. i get what they're doing there in that yes. giant they're targeting that audience they're going here's something from each of these characters that yes. you liked in the movie there's there's a logic to it i like the idea i know there's a logic i just love that that would make pete upset yeah, yeah I, I like the idea of like having a birds of prey one shot that covers like you know the birds of prey and then you open it and it's just nothing but stories about actual birds of prey you know, it's like he's a, he's a falcon, and he's a. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a picture now that they've put out, and it's uh, it's got Huntress with the mask, proper a proper costume in the movie. Oh, so, right. yeah, that's happening. Oh yeah, she gets it in the last ten minutes. It's exciting. Uh... <laughs> I'm stupidly excited for that, just because I want to hear Pete get mad. Oh, I'm uh, so excited. You're looking forward to my rant, are you? There'll be a big review. Don't worry, we're all going to see about it. Opening two weeks out, I think. Wait a minute. I've just noticed this entire review, there's a bit of Matt's video peeking into corners. I've just noticed it right now, right at the very end of the show. I don't see my own box, so I am not responsible for that. I am so sorry, everyone, watching the video version. That is sloppy. I've, I've never let I, that, that happen That is before. incredibly unprofessional. Yeah, I blame, I blame <laughs> Skype for being the worst. I feel like I could reach out and strangle Connor. <laughs> Actually, there's a Star Trek comic sale on uh, Comixology this week, right? Of course, Picard launched. And I didn't know there was actually Star Trek comics, which literally just take screenshots of the show, but put new dialogue onto it. Um, and I'm like, this is so weird. Yeah, it's it's surreal. It's so it's weird. Lazy. Uh, it's, it's John Byrne, which is the weirdest. John Byrne's book. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's just like, this is so strange. Like They're taking like screen grabs of episodes and just putting their own dialogue on top of it. And I'm like... This is this is bizarre, but you know whatever. It's, it is, it's a it's a fanzine at that point. Yeah. They're just published in a professional capacity for some reason. Yeah, I was just curious. I was, I was just browsing to see if there was anything that stuck out. It was like, hey, that looks interesting to read. Nothing really did, to be honest. But uh, you know, I was curious. Um, Year five's pretty. Solid. I've been you know carrying on with that. I caught up on the last couple issues yeah. just uh, just yesterday. That's, well, that's not on sale though. So single issues are. Okay, the singles are, but the trades not. I mean, it's an IDW sale anyway. The singles are usually just as good value. That's true, yeah. Because not not because the not because the singles are as good good as value. It's because their trades are terrible value because they're only four issues a trade. Yeah. Uh, which is which is why I, to, to this day I still buy the single turtles issues and sales rather than the trades because well I, a I started with the singles and b I might as well because the value is basically the same. Yeah. Uh, so might as well keep going. Um, but hey. Uh, so it's worth mentioning that there has been a DC sale every week out since they came back. They just had that one week off after the big sale, and then it was back to normal. So yes, there was nothing to worry about. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, so I mean, I suspect there'll be a big Birds of Prey sale. Uh, I will be shocked if there's not very soon when the movie's coming out. They always seem to tie in the sales. To I think the... it'll be another week first, mm-hmm. and then it'll probably be the week after because that'll overlap onto opening weekend. Will be when that's on. Yeah, I may have to uh, get myself some single issues since they stopped doing the trades of the Dixons run. I'll just get a big chunk of those singles. How dare they? I know, they're bastards. Absolute bastards. Oh well. Um, as far as stuff coming up uh, this uh, this week, uh, obviously, so previously on was this week, so there won't be one this coming week. Uh, but 
the week after so you can look forward uh, to that um is there anything else I need to remind everyone about? I feel, like, I feel like there was something I wanted to say and I've forgotten what it was now. But oh well. If it's important, I'll, I'll say it next week. Uh, I'll come back. Uh, get us at DC Comics Podcast on Twitter for updates and things if you want to say things to us. or Some people tweet news stories at us or interesting tidbits or or whatever. Uh, always nice to see. Um, you know, don't tag me in sports shite, please. Uh, you know. Tag him. Oh, that's asking for it. Don't tag me. No, I can't. Ne- never tell the internet not to do something. Yeah. Look, if you want, if don't you don't send me money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's okay. Um, if if you would like to remain unblocked, don't tag me in sports stuff. Uh, so. You want to it's fine. You want to try my patience? Because I'll do it. I'll freaking do it. Uh, so this. <laughs> I'm gonna do it when I'm done and see if he blocks me. I'm not talking about you. I'm not care- I, don't- <laughs> I know you're a troublemaker. I put up with you because you're like uh, just in my life, all right? <laughs> uh, no, you can't get rid of me. Oh, I've tried multiple times. I know. Uh, with various ways. Uh, so, yes, uh, you can, of course, check out, uh, you know, previously in the multiverse, if you haven't already, check out uh, other stuff we do via MailFuzz TV. Uh, me and Connor typically review TV shows, although me and Tara are doing Picard. Uh, and of course there's uh, Screams After Midnight the horror movie podcast and there's the Atomic Cinema Experiment it's a sci-fi movie podcast all these things are available on MailFuzz TV and YouTube uh, or you can find the various audio podcast feeds uh, they're all linked neatly on the Patreon which is a good way to go to Patreon if you want to support us and everything we do and keep all the content coming and you know at the $5 tier you get voting rights and some of the stuff for the the, the side shows like previously on and, and some stuff um you go to patreon.com slash TV and support us for as little as one dollar per month uh, and get some bonuses for your troubles so go and have a have a look see and i will take this time to thank our patreon producers uh for the month as well uh so thank you to david short alison m fordyce and de palacios if i'm saying that right I, I got corrected after months and months and months of saying it wrong uh i've still not quite nailed it uh, and thanks to tyler hess as well uh, so thank you to you guys uh that means that all patrons at the 20 dollar are up tier but uh there so uh that is been episode 191 of comments from the multiverse we're getting close to 200 like and subscribe all that jazz guys on twitter uh ding the bell on youtube for notifications yada 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 all the other things that i usually say uh but otherwise keep reading dc comics and uh look forward to the old version of screams after midnight that's coming soon all owls all the time yeah <laughs> Uh, he tweeted that he saw a leprechaun on the wing of the plane, and I lost it for about three minutes. No, he did not. No, he did not. That was me. I was yes. pre- I was pretending to be Tim. I tweeted that. You did? I tweeted that. Oh, wow. Because Because it occurred to me that if I tweet a Tim-sounding thing from the Screams After Midnight Twitter, everyone will assume it's him. I can get away with that, and yeah, no I one will be the wiser. Tim as well, to be fair. It worked because yeah. I I knew the Photoshop was a little bit clean, so I just thought he found that picture. <laughs> There's a Photoshop of a leprechaun on a plane yeah. just floating around online already. Because he uses paint, yeah. so his photoshops are always really rough. I, it was it was too slick for Tim, but. Yeah. You know what? That's fine. That's what I thought. That's I just you know there's people he's also, on the internet. He's also too busy being in Australia or on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> the other. He didn't tell me he's gonna box a kangaroo for me. He's so. gonna lose. Yeah. <laughs> no. I always I always want to see Tim's reaction like uh, when it came on the news that Australia was on fire when they realized yeah. that we're, we're going there in a couple of weeks' time. Like, I, I want that moment. Uh, and, you know, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Just zooming in on Tim. <laughs>
Yeah. The slow zoom. <laughs> yes. Not to make light of Australia, it's actually very serious and yes. you know, uh, the I, world uh, is in jeopardy. There's something yeah, about it, people. I, I yeah. tweeted earlier this week an artist friend of mine has has popped some stuff for, you know, towards it with donations. So go check that out. Yeah. Uh, Violent Violent Gentleman, which is a, a hockey clothing company, they released a shirt that I that I bought. All the proceeds go to mm. Royal Fire Departments because they they need it over there. Uh it's Australia's so spread out, so um, but yeah, that uh, continent's on fire. Yeah, it's crazy. I, my, I, my dad's there right you now gotta too. You got to laugh because I... otherwise you just cry. Yeah, I, 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 I can't give you the name because I, I don't know any Australian politicians, but I think it was like literally the president or whatever of Australia or prime minister, whatever they call the earth leader. Is it prime minister of Australia? Yeah, um, yeah I can never remember which one's which. Uh, but they uh, said something to the effect of like, they don't believe in you know climate change or climate yeah. change does not contribute to anything. And the yeah. like, as the country's on fire, uh, well, yep. <laughs> your entire country is burning. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Oof. Oh. oh, people. Sometimes people. This is a... that, that that photo everyone uses whenever this comes up of the the cartoon of the, the little dog, or whatever it is, and the room that's on fire, saying, "Yep, yeah, this is fine." <laughs> like, it's that's never exactly been more applicable. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening right now. Yep. Uh, not to get political in the 11th hour of this podcast or anything, but you know. Yeah, we've never we done did. that before, have we? Yeah. No. Yes, anyway, uh, that's been us. Thank you very much for watching and listening. We always <sighs> appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, guys, and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. And, and that Lupacino draws good.